Yes, yes, we are back. Two G's in a pod. Your mum's favourite duo back in the studio again. And today I'm joined by a very special guest in the building. Give it up for Lemzy. Yay! Wait, 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 wait. What are you saying, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here as well with you guys, man. Yeah, no, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made Thank it. Thank you very um, much. Yeah, Daniel's running late, but once he comes, then we'll, we'll get one in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This happens every once in a while where it's yeah. like people people come late and stuff, and you know, you know, with black man timing. Like, yeah, 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 and the thing yeah. is, cause cause I'm I'm really like not a punctual guy. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not a punctual guy, <laughs> except for things like You're this. The first one here today. That's what I'm saying. Except for things like this. Yeah, I'm here on time all the time because I know if I'm not here, do you know what it is? Do you know what I think it's down to? I think it's just down to the fact that you care about this. Yeah, exactly. You know, when we're deeply honest it's like oh, i don't actually care about a lot exactly, of other things exactly it's fully that and so i can't really blame people when they come late because i'll come late for everything else so but um yeah how's it going man not bad man it's been um, a busy past few weeks but if i really want to think been a about busy it year it's like you, yeah man. exactly yeah <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna get into that in a second yeah. but it's been a very busy year for you a man. lot of stuff's been happening but i've been very blessed to have a lot of good stuff happen uh and just looking forward to some of the immediate things so the short-term things that are coming up which we'll talk about yeah and um yeah wherever it goes from there let's see yeah but yeah growth that's that's the word growth and ascension growth growth yeah. is that what your word for 2019 and that 100 ascension man <laughs> yeah. growing up cool 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 um so the first thing i was gonna ask you we do this a lot when we have guests on yeah uh what's your playlist saying my playlist. Do you know what's funny? I don't really listen to playlists like that. You know, I, li- I like, I like, I'm an album person. Isn't really? It? Yeah, I love okay. when someone gives me a sick album that I can sit down and listen to all of this or a, or an EP, whatever okay, it is. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, when it comes to singles, I've kind of just because um, of how the algorithms work now, they kind of form playlists for me. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But even then, when I find a song that stands out, I'm like, alright, cool. Forget What's the playlist. The yeah, yeah, let me yeah. go and see what else this person has yeah, given yeah, me, yeah. or if that's come from a certain yeah. project. So I just started listening to a guy called Loot, who signed to Dreamville, for instance. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually saw it. he was um, he supported Buzz at his show. Yeah, not, that not makes sense. Ago, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I never heard of him until when I'm on YouTube. You see producer type beats, and yeah. So I seen yeah, Loot yeah. type beat, and I was like, oh, this is a nice beat. Oh, this is a nice beat as well. But I hadn't got into him yet. I hadn't thought, all right, let me check this guy out until literally I think last week or something. Okay, yeah. And I saw him and a couple other new faces that I've never seen or heard before and I thought these lot are cold and what was really dope about it was just like I love when I go into YouTube and I find there's sick artists who have hundreds of thousands of views they have their own big-ish fan base they're not like the biggest scenarios but big-ish fan base they've got projects out and you think raw I'm really late to this party yeah and it just inspires me as someone who's trying to do similar where it's like eventually there'll be a point where there's people who will see me not with a thousand views but with a hundred thousand views yeah. or near a million views and then they'll be like rah i'm actually just late to this party yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be here so nah, i hear that man i hear that that's sick um it's funny that you say you don't listen to playlists like that because i always ask the question assuming everyone listens to play i always <laughs> like i've got playlists on playlists on playlists like for, for different moods everything like that but people, what's your mood today my mood today so I made a playlist for for uh, this episode, Jeez, come on, which is um, a lot of UK, basically just UK stuff. So I've yeah. got uh, we've got JK playing underneath. We started with Stormzy. Yeah, I've yeah. got uh, Dave's on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chay Lingo. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. Dope. He's dope. Uh, Koji Radical. Yeah. Uh, obviously a lot of your stuff as well. To, yeah. A lot of your stuff as well. Sick. Um, but yeah, so um, really, I want to jump into it. Um, Basically, 2019 has been a big year for you. 
But before we get into that, I want to start off with uh, the question for those who don't know. Yeah. Who is Lemzy? Uh, this is like my least favorite question. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know. I can tell. It's everyone's <laughs> least favorite question because it feels like an interview. Yeah, like, no, exactly. That's when it starts yeah, feeling like, yeah, like, a, like, a, like for a job in that. <laughs> <And> I <have, laughs> am a very hardworking, yeah. determined individual. No, no, no. Um, I am hardworking. Though. I can't even lie. Like, mm. I'm someone who I have a lot of aspirations and I have a lot of things that I really, really want to achieve before yeah. I'm gone. And I want to make sure that I've got a sustainable legacy behind me. Um, something that, you know, I will look back to. And think, rah, I'm so happy I did X, Y, Z. And I'm just someone who wants to work and work until I don't have any regrets of the fact that oh, maybe I should have tried that out a bit more yeah. or gone and done X, Y, Z. So I love music and music's been my passion since I was about 10 years old. Uh, I wasn't really going to do music as a career or I was fighting the urge and the necessity of me doing music as a career for a long part of my life. Because I was very, um, I was very academic. Yeah. You know, I went to school, I did well GCSEs, A levels, and then uh, university as well, where I got a two one for law of criminology. Okay. I was at Manchester, but along that whole path, I had such an apathy towards the education system and school in general. In general, so I knew that there was something about me that meant I'm not really going to be comfortable doing all the things that are quite conventional. However, because I was quite good at them. And because that's the norm, um, especially when we try and determine quote unquote success, it kind of just felt like I was on that conveyor belt where that was tra the trajectory that I was bound to be yeah, on, you know, get yeah. a good job in the city and stuff like that. And I actually did get a couple of jobs in the city. All of them ended for different reasons. Um, but when I look back at it and I think about my own purpose and my own life, I think, yeah, none of them, none of those jobs were for me and they weren't like you know? fulfilling you yeah they yeah. weren't fulfilling me but they weren't even f like there was no way that i was going to do any of those things for a sustainable amount of time yeah like i was i think the longest one that i had was 11 months or something okay um and the final job that i had as a legal assistant i was made redundant but that was literally the week before i was going to hand in my notice anyway mm. and my whole feeling was that yeah i'm in a really good law firm I've got um, a good team of people around me who are very nice. I can talk to them if I need to. Sometimes a bit annoying, but that's just like colleagues in it. Mm. Um, I was in a great environment. I was in London Bridge, so outside the view was spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Going around, you'd have nice things to eat. Everything was set up, but I wasn't, I just didn't feel it at all. I look around the office and think, I can't see myself being any of you people. Yeah. And the person that I was next to was this young girl called, actually I won't even say her name, but this young girl that I would um, sit next to and she was, 18 19 or something and she was just sick at the job and i could tell that like she's hungry for it yeah and i was yeah. like this is you and this is your yeah. lane and between her and i we talk and we get on and stuff but we're two completely different people yeah so even seeing that i was like you know what this this isn't where i'm meant to be uh, i need to go and really do something that's going to make me feel fulfilled and i'm someone who loves seeing greatness in other people and i know i had it in me in some degree so I'm like, I need to go and do something that actually shows that I can be great at something. Yeah. So that was her greatness saying like, I can do this job very well. Whereas for me, it's like, if I stay here or in any kind of environment like this, I'm not going to be able to exhibit what I truly believe is my own greatness. Mm. So let me go and do it in a field where I feel comfortable and it's become creativity. So yeah. it's become music, it's become creating events and opportun opportunities for other people as well. Cause yeah, opportunity is everything, man. But yeah, that's that's me. I don't want to ramble on too much no, that, before that was, you jump that was, in. <laughs> that was interesting. It's actually brought up a, a couple of like questions that I hadn't planned because um, 
I, I guess I can relate to you um, mm. in some respects with the whole feeling like you're on a, the education conveyor belt because yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've done the same like I went to a good school got decent uh, good grades and GCSEs yeah. A levels got, went to a good uni and it's like I'm, I'm at the stage where it's like trying to think of my next step and yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of the jobs that uh, I'm applying for and things I'm just not enthusiastic about yeah. so what are you like, applying for if you don't mind me asking every, anything and everything and I'm, it, cost, bro, I'm casting a wide net trying yeah, to see what no, catches that's actually what I got to as well because yeah, I did um, the law thing and the, then it was like it's all mad honestly trying to get a um, trying to yeah, get a training contract was people See, say my, music my sister's, is my sister's competitive. On the same, yeah, on the same thing as you because she's she's bro. doing it now. Yeah, bro, yeah. they say music is competitive, but they uh, haven't done uh, a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Get a training contract because yeah. that is like yeah. a thousand to one. Yeah, I remember when my sister was applying seat. for when she was applying for hers. Yeah, because she eventually got one. That she's got one at Clifford Chance, and now she's just finishing Sick. off. Yeah, finishing congratulations to your sister. That's but a big when look. she when she was doing that, like I could see the stress she was under. Yeah, it's not easy. So anyone who does actually do it, yeah. And successfully, I'm like, hats off to you, man, because yeah, you've done yeah. something that I don't think I could do unless yeah. I really challenge myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. And so, like I was saying, for me, it's just like, mm. I feel like I, I'm, a bunch of the things I'm applying for, I'm not really that passionate about. Yeah, but yeah. I'm applying because it's like, you always have to ask yourself, is it like passion versus paycheck? Cause yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Of course. You need, you have to you, eat. Yeah, you you exactly. You can't, you can't live your life just like yeah, 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 chasing no. a passion all the time. Like, sometimes you have to be realistic. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, which is which is interesting that you sort of just taken the plunge into into music mm. um, when you know it sounded like you had something good set up for you in yeah. terms of one thing I should say as well because yeah this is actually really really important a lot of people think that the whole I'm just gonna quit my job I'm just gonna go for it thing yeah is re it's really romanticized man and it's it's not great and I would only do it if you can so the reason I was able to do it at that moment in time is also because financially I was stable at that time yeah like I had savings and I also got a bonus from when I left that job as well so for me money wise which is a big thing when you live in the city of London I was okay like I could still afford to go on holiday or go out and eat and all this other stuff that I needed to do mm. at least for a little while anyway um so yeah anyone who is thinking of just doing that plunge make sure you look at everything around you yeah, first in it like yeah. if you've got zero in your account you need to save up we need to have some way of thinking how am I going to get some money because if you just create music or just um, draw or just design fashion it takes a while to even get like good quality art mm. and then to have your good quality art seen and then for it to be purchased like it takes a while for all of that to happen so just make sure you're in a position that's safe <laughs> like yeah, that's why yeah, 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 yeah i yeah. advocate for that strongly yeah no i hear that um okay so i guess you've kind of explained because my next question was how how did you get into into music and but i guess you, you've kind of explained that it was a passion from young and then yeah 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 it was more like external influences that got me a lot um okay. so like when what? i was young young like eight and in fact you know what? i don't even remember any music before i was like nine years old okay. and that was because i think everything was just bubblegum <laughs> like s club seven it's like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 not yeah, real yeah. music music yeah. and then i heard um or i saw eminem doing lose yourself and the music video and yeah. i was like whoa this is different to the bubblegummy, very nicey, nice, melodic stuff yeah. that I was used to at such a young age. And then all of a sudden, it's someone who's quite aggressive. It's all dirty, it's rapping, it's quite bassy, etc. Um, and that opened my world 
in, well, opened the world of hip hop music to me, and so I was then introduced to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg's 50 Cent, obviously mm. became a huge person at that time as well. So there's a lot of things happening. And then, of course, <clears throat> grime music as well. All of these things were just influences for me and just information that I was absorbing. I was like, oh my God, this is this is the way to talk. This is the way to walk. This is the way to dress. This yeah. is the way to rap. This is the way to listen to your music, the way to share your music. All of this kind of stuff that we had when we were growing up. So whether it was MySpace and MSN or LimeWire, that was a big one. Yeah, um, yeah I remember them days. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> just infecting your mom's computer. That's shit. what I'm saying, isn't it? Because I feel like everyone at some stage, not everyone, but a lot of people at some stage were a rapper. A lot of people had bars at some yeah, point in yeah. their childhood. I think with me, it was just that I enjoyed it so much and I really believed that I could actually do it quite well mm. um, if I pushed myself to do, do so. That I, you know, I've continued up to this point because I was never the best rapper when I was younger. It was just that I was the hungriest and I really, really wanted it. Mm. And I still really, really want it. So there's still a long way to go, but I'm happy with where we're at so far. That's dope, man. That's dope. Love, man. Um, so then I guess my next question is, it might be a bit more like a philosophical question. but Jeez, like, come on, hit me. <laughs> why, why did you start do music? Like, what is it that you want out of the game? Is it to be the biggest artists in the world like the Adele's and that mm. or do you have other reasons for why you, you make music? Yeah, I think I make music simply because I have something to say and although I can like I can sit down with you now and we can talk about it yeah. I feel that there's a whole different nuance when you start incorporating um, the audiological aspects of just music forget all the words yeah. but the actual music itself because I actually even used to do spoken word as well okay. so when I started out I was like half spoken word artist half rapper and well actually not when I started out so this is like post me doing grime music and stuff I became more of like a spoken wordy you, can, you say a lyricist basically yeah. someone who just had loads to say um, and I always felt there was and this is no shot to spoken word at all but I always felt there was a slight emptiness when I did spoken word and I was missing something in terms of delivering what I really wanted to say. I was able to like say more, but there was a feeling that I was missing. So for me, it very much became like, let me focus on music and make music that avenue of how I can communicate with people, mm. whether it's younger people, older people, etc. And I think for me, it was just because it had been a, such a big part of my life, unknowingly as well a lot of it was subconsciously i was just doing music but it was always there it was ever present so at that point when i was um when i was made redundant i was like what else am i gonna do am i gonna continue to pretend that i should be getting these kind of jobs and i should be doing that and it will somehow make me happier later when i do have loads of money even though i hate getting a tube every day i hate wearing these clothes every day i hate sitting in the same seat with my desk every day etc etc or am I gonna do something that feels a lot more fulfilling, a lot more engaging, a lot more a lot more spiritually blessed as well? Like I feel like it helps me get it helps me get closer to God in a sense, because I'm able to talk about certain things, yeah, that I'd you don't generally have that conversation at work, um, or I'd never did, but I'm able to have certain conversations just through music now. Okay. Um and time as well. Time is everything. So time and opportunity are two things. Like, however you use your time is very, very important because we all have the same 24 hours. And if I'm giving somebody else my most effective time or my most effective hours, then the hours that I have for myself are dead. So, yeah, for me, it was very much like now I have all the time that I need to 
create the legacy that I want to do and the success that I want to see eventually. Would you um, just jump in on the fact that you mentioned that it sort of you find that music brings you closer to God? Would you say that your faith is quite important to you? I would 100%, but um, yeah, whenever we, whenever I get into the conversation about God or faith, it's very interesting because I'm not um, I'm not religious like yeah. at all. I'm not Christian. I'm not yeah. Muslim. I'm not Hindu or etc. etc. Okay. etc. Et et However, I see the value in all of those things and what it brings to certain people's lives, and I feel that there is something that connects all of us Do as spiritual, like a spiritual beings. Person, yeah. yeah, that's how I describe it without it, because I know some people see it as a bit. Um, I don't know, a bit cliche, a bit corny, or a bit of a cop out when you say oh, it's spiritual. But in me being genuine, the way I see people is that we are all spirits essentially, yeah. but we all connected to something. Okay. And the way we interpret that connection is completely individual based. So for some people, it will have to be through Christianity, for mm -hmm. others, through um, Judaism, through me. I kind of try and do it through a sense of like, morality and ethics okay and i feel like that's enough some people will say what are you talking about that's definitely not and obviously prayer as well but um some people say of course that's not enough you have to go through the pope or you have to go through um whatever it is yeah. that certain doctrines prescribe i'm not sure if you really really do but i feel that it does me doing music and me having my own time and me having my own um my own purpose now has really allowed me to like dig deeper into that and just see the world more for what I believe it probably is yeah. as opposed to what someone tells you it might be. That's interesting because I feel like, especially recently, we've seen like an increase in people using music to uh, speak about, you know, religion or spirituality mm. and stuff. Um, Stormzy springs to mind. Yeah. And like different artists that they, they use it, like it's become more acceptable to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. those kind of things and or just express <laughs> that through, your mu through music yeah um but yeah the another question i had for you is uh what does success mean to you like when do you think that when will you say all right i've made it i'm a successful artist yeah, or yeah. do you already think that you're a successful artist or i think it's funny because i did a panel discussion the other day and this is a question that came up as well and what i truly believe is that success is measured in various different stages and okay. steps in it there's no there's no end success. If we spoke to Jay-Z and Beyonce now, they both say, yeah, we're pretty successful, but dot, 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 yeah. whatever else they're trying to um, become successful at. Mm. Whereas we'd all look at them like, oh my God, what are you talking about? You're so successful kind yeah. of thing. Um, there is obviously levels. So for me, it would be a huge success if, say this tour that we've got coming up next week, if every venue was sold out, especially the London one, and everyone had a great time, that is a huge success to me, like huge. Um, but success to the point where I'm like, cool, I've got it. And I don't really have to look over my shoulder to make sure that the next thing I'm doing does really, really help me. And I've got that um, contingency behind everything. That's something that I'm still working towards. That's when I'll be, that's when I'll be able to do the bare basics, or, well not bare basics, but the necessities of life of having ownership of a property, for instance, yeah. having ownership of a vehicle that allows me to travel to the places that I need to go all the mm. time. Um, being able to provide for a family, all this kind of stuff, all these necess necessary things that you have to do in life. That's when I'll feel like, all right, cool, I'm, I'm good because yeah. I can do these kind of things. Yeah. Okay. And I also feel happy with what I'm putting out there as well. That's when I'll kind of feel 
a big form of success but of course from there there's even more and more and more to go so so it's like there's different markers of success on yeah 100 percent. this journey that you're on yeah 100 yeah, that makes sense um so you you mentioned the tour and i yes, mentioned I earlier how uh 2019 has been a big year so um well actually so i first um came across you at you know the kiki music event back yes. in like yeah, november, yeah, yeah. Yeah. november yeah. um where they like did a bunch of events yeah. around london for like a week or something like that um and shortly after that, you dropped your album. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was so just two weeks after or something. Oh, was it two weeks after? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know like, it dropped like, in like, end like, end of end, yeah, well, December or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, speak on you know dropping your album and what, yeah, man. Firstly, so the the album's called Lecky Perspective, yeah. right? Or Lecky. Lecky. Yeah, yeah. The headline okay, so show that I did was called Lecky Perspective, yeah, but the album yeah. was Lecky. Yeah. Okay, so why the name Lecky? Um, you have to listen to the album to find out. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. It because okay. the reason is on the album. Um, it's not like a super deep, and it's very very clear on the album as to why it's called Lucky. Mm. Like you'll find it out. I say it very bluntly. Um, but in essence, it's something. It's a name that's been associated with me since I was very very young, and this album Lucky is very very. I guess it kind of epitomizes all of the types of things that I believe in or I prescribe to at that specific or this specific moment in time um, without going so deep into everything that I believe, but giving you a broad spectrum of the things that I do hold dear to myself, whether it's relationships, whether it is my spirituality, whether it is having fun and enjoyment, whether it is empowerment and encouragement, whether it is social issues, um, whether it is rapping abilities as well like trying to be good at rapping stuff like that that's what lecky will give you as a listener and it's got a theme throughout it which is basically a conversation almost like we're having right now as yeah. well is it is it is the person that is in the conversation yeah. is that meant to be a therapist or is it just a person that you're just talking to no it's kind of like a therapist okay. um yeah when i wrote it it was it's was really weird because when i wrote it it was me being hypercritical of myself okay more than anything and I call the person doctor um, or just doc throughout, but it's more like it could be really interpreted as that's just your self-conscious uh, and you're battling that. Or you can see it as a more literal sense of, yeah, this is the doctor slash therapist that you're talking to who's going to be critical to make sure that you really understand what you're getting yourself into and you can definitely like verify what you believe in because a lot of the time people will just say stuff for the sake of saying it mm. and it's like do you really believe that relationships are good between a man and woman for instance do you really believe that god is in this light etc 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 whatever it is but yeah to verify that and that's what this album kind of is is it um was it your debut album debut album and yeah i've done loads of mixtapes before and they were all like to me they're all like practice hours just to do stuff at that moment in time so when i was in manchester i was making mixtapes when i came back and i was doing the nine to fives i was still creating mixtapes and stuff uh in 2016 i made an ep called autumnal aura and that did pretty well in terms of like underground london uh bubbles and stuff so that helped me get a few good shows like jazz cafe and stuff mm. um but yeah from there there was a big battle between like should you do an album or not in my mind and even with people that I was talking to yeah. and a lot of that was just based on the fact that like the numbers aren't there um, but again it's kind of coming back to the success thing it's like do you have to wait for success to hit you before you actually do something or do you do stuff to make yourself successful and 
I like to do stuff to try and make myself successful. So yeah, I thought it's just time for me to do an album. I've done mixtapes, I've done EPs, I've done singles, I've done yeah. videos, I've got XYZ. What else can I really do yeah, no, artistically um, besides make an album? So how does how does your approach differ? Like firstly, yeah. what do you see as the difference between an album and a mixtape? Because like right yeah, now yeah, we're streaming, yeah. it's almost like it all comes under this one bubble of projects yeah. and people just drop just to drop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What do you see as the difference between an album and a mixtape? And like, how did your approach differ yeah. when you're making the two? So an album, a lot of it just comes down to the word. And if someone uploads something and they call it an album, to me that means, all right, when everything is said and done, this is what you. This is what we. Yeah, this yeah. is what we're looking at. Like your mixtape is just, thank you for giving your fans and people who listen to music just something extra to listen to. Whereas your album is how we measure you. Your album is the thing that can win you like serious awards. Your album is the thing that will be compared to other people's albums of the past because people of the past, they didn't really have mixtapes the same way we do. So we're looking at, let's say we're looking at Tupac and Biggie's albums. We're going to measure your album against their albums. We can't measure your mixtapes against their albums. And a mixtape is, mixtape generally in my head is a lot more fun. Um, just because you can include interviews, you can include freestyles, you can rap on other people's beats and production. Yeah. You can kind of just... You can flex. Basically. Yeah, you can flex yeah. and do anything you kind of want. I think um, Logic, American Logic, is yeah, quite yeah, good yeah. at showing the difference between the two. Like on his mixtapes, the... Is it Bobby, Bobby Tarantino? Bobby Tarantino yeah, and the those Young Sinatras. Mm. Yeah, he kind of just goes in. Yeah. He just raps and he just picks a load of beats that he, he finds easy and fun to rap on whereas when it comes to your album everything is original first and foremost so you have to think about all of the production has to match exactly what you're going with and for a good album in my head it's usually it has to be cohesive first and foremost and it sometimes is conceptual as well it doesn't have to be but it's definitely cohesive whereas the mixtapes it could be more like bang bang little filler stuff bang bang little because it it's just... interesting you say that because um i was having a discussion with my friend about um drake's albums actually because i was saying that i'm a big i'm a massive drake fan mm. but i feel like he hasn't dropped a cohesive album in a while and my friend was yeah. debating me on that and yeah. i realized that i don't really know how i define a cohesive album i just know when something <laughs> feels cohesive or when it doesn't do you get me yeah so yeah, like yeah. more life didn't feel cohesive more more life wasn't good exactly was like I, but that was the one he said was a playlist yeah, that's that. what he said was a playlist yeah, yeah. yeah that i don't so, think he wanted that to be cohesive. exactly that yeah so what, what do you when you say okay it has to be cohesive mm. what do you mean by that i mean sonically sonically conceptually and emotionally there has to be something that spreads across the whole project like or you can yeah or something that kind of ties a to z yeah so j cole kod for instance yeah I suppose that one's a little bit easier just because that is a conceptual project as yeah. well. Like I that think is Jake, Jake was good at doing conceptual projects. Like yeah, so even for idea. your eyes only yeah. as well. Like it's conceptual. So you know from A to B, there's a certain theme that's running across. And in terms of production, like the production can vary. So with KOD, he had the trap bangers, but then he had very slow, more heartfelt and introspective songs as well, but yeah. all tied into the concept of how drugs can destroy and damage people whether it's a personal thing that he's had or just seen or just generally how he feels about stuff yeah so that's why i see like that's cohesive um i'm trying to think of another example that's not conceptual that's cohesive let's just say nazi 
that kind of comes down a lot to the production though like all the production was very very similar it had that gritty new york 90s i, I would say with that album, though, i would say that that is it is sort of conceptual because it's like him as he's basically said like i'm a little kid talking about about what i see in what i see in, yeah. in new york so that that is kind of like a concept i would say with that one but i hear what you're saying about mm. it's not it's not like you wouldn't pick that out as this is a, a conceptual album. Yeah, yeah. Play, yeah. You know I mean? But yeah, that is definitely a cohesive one as well. So I guess maybe maybe sort of the beat selection and that kind of thing. 100%. Yeah. Like, say with More Life, there was... <laughs> yeah, see, that <laughs> one, I feel, I feel like More Life, like he said, he was trying to showcase all yeah, the music like that everything. inspires him and stuff. Like, so yeah. I, I think that's why he decided to do, like, UK here. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. And I Drake's think with, with Drake, thing. I think that's, like, one of his greatest attributes, but also his biggest flaw at the same time, the fact that he is so diverse with his music that it's almost impossible for him to say, all right, I'm going to pick this sound and stick to it. I think the- It would, it would always disappoint one section of his Exactly. Sundays. I think the yeah, one time yeah. he kind of did that was, if you're reading this, where he was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rap basically yeah. across the whole thing. And he pretty much did. But of course that, you know, now in 2019, where there is huge, um, Bashman Afrobeat influence where there's huge drill and grime influence yeah. where there's huge hip hop R&B influence and even pop influence for Drake as well it's like he has to do all of it <laughs> it's true but I mean having said that if you're reading this is one of my favourite Drake projects so there you go and that's yeah. what a lot of, like subsequently a lot of people have been saying that as well yeah like I when think, you stick to when you stick to what you know yeah, you're, you're best at exactly with that then, feeling of I mean, cohesion it's yeah. like actually Janelle, this is hard because yeah. he just I mean, goes in like, the whole way it's, everybody has a different sort of Drake mm. list in, in their head anyway just everybody right, that's yeah. a Drake fan has a different yeah. Drake list because so. <laughs> my, my boy which I, I was chatting to he really loved Views and I'm like yeah, Views, View, views oh, wasn't nice. it for me so I'm not even like a huge Drake fan but Views I, c I don't think I can ever listen to that again that's what I'm saying for me <laughs> view, Views wasn't it like to be I'm not going to say it's a bad album because I do like it yeah, and I, yeah. I still spin a few songs off it but as a project that it wasn't it for me but the yeah, guy yeah. the guy swears by Views like he dies by it so <laughs> he was fully trying to convince me and I was there like how are you like <laughs> but then I guess everybody, everybody's thing, like, you know, everyone's taste all, is different. Yeah, it's man, a personal sorry. preference thing. Um, okay, yeah. So you you dropped your album in December. Yeah. Um, you've also you're part of is it exclusive collective? Correct, exclusive okay. collective. Yeah, yeah explain that's the team. what that is. So exclusive collective is um, a group of six different artists. Yeah, yeah. We'll call it, yeah. Everyone's an artist, predominantly rappers, but then we also have like spoken word as well they also have merchandise we also have graphic designing as well so okay. it's just creatives who do stuff together yeah well it's funny because like we do a lot of stuff separately but then we tie as much together as we can like we just try and connect with each other because if someone is good at graphic designing for instance we'll talk to them about the graphic design if someone needs studio then we'll be like oh guys we're going to studio etc but it's not a thing where it's like I'm going studio, so everyone in the collective has to come studio with me. Kind I get of thing. You. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, but yeah, man, there's Timmy B, there's Willis, there's Ferns, uh, there's Jerome Leeds, and there's Ghetto Hippie as well. And everyone's like, as I said, kind of doing their own thing. And then we come together. So yesterday we got nominated for an award at the Legacy Nation Awards. Okay. Um, that was their first year as well doing the award show, but it was pretty good, man. We went there, we didn't win. Um, but it's cool because it was nice to just be in a room and be amongst like mm -hmm. other, other people exactly like that. that are what, doing what their was, thing um, what was the award that you were nominated for best music group best music group yeah, okay. yeah. so uh -huh. yeah almost won that but yeah not this year probably when that event is bigger and better and we're bigger and better we'll come together and be like yes thank you guys you got yeah. this now and yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's interesting that you mentioned awards as well because um, 
So was it last week that you played second in the Coffee Music project? Yeah, just last week. Yeah, last week. Man, okay. just, was it even last week? I think it was this. Oh, no, it's Monday. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, just, yeah. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> right, make sure you ask oh, about this man. one. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just last week. Um, yeah, came second in the Coffee Music project. And it was so funny because it was like, I'll say this candidly. It was like it was fixed, didn't it? Well, the, the result. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But it's cool um, because what we did in the room made me know that what we're doing, as in me, I had a guitarist as well, IK, shout out to IK and uh, piano player, Alex DeLacy as well, so shout out to them. So what I knew what we are doing is is touching people because they even mentioned it and referenced it themselves. But when I saw the winner who won, I was like, oh, this is sick, but... There was a lot of things from the very, very beginning of this whole process that as soon as they announced him, it was coming up to the stage, I was like, yeah, this makes so much sense. Okay. Like the whole right. thing kind of clicked in place then. So I thought, okay, cool. If we're second, then really we won, which is dope. Um, but we didn't get like the actual grand prize, which was going to New York and then also a thousand pounds in cash. Okay. Which... You know, we move nice, anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be nice, but yeah. we move still, and like we'll we'll be good. Um, so, how did the like explain what the project yeah. is, how it started, and stuff like that? So, Coffee Music Project is an organized. Oh, in fact, no, it's a competition um, that leads towards London Coffee Festival, New York Coffee Festival, and LA Coffee Festival. So, it operates in these three different parts of the world. London Coffee Festival was it was that was yeah, it's already it was gone recently, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. I think in March. Yeah, because I know yeah. a few people that that went to that. Yeah. Yeah, so I performed at that as a finalist okay, of the yeah, Coffee yeah, Music okay, Project okay. London. We all got to perform at London Coffee Festival. That's a lot of coffee stuff, so I hope yeah. I'm not losing people here. <laughs> I'm a drinker. <laughs> yeah. I don't even drink coffee, bro. So yeah, when I was at London Coffee Festival, my mind was blown because I thought I did not know that like people coffee, love it like this. Know, I, I thought it, people it like just just to stay away. Four stories yeah. of this big building, and it was packed of just coffee enthusiasts and coffee and some bits of tea and i thought whoa like this is different yeah um but it was cool because it is a whole different demographic then because mm. like this isn't people who not that if you drink coffee you don't like rap but a lot of the people i saw wouldn't i wouldn't anticipate that yeah music yeah stuff, exactly yeah. um but yeah the whole process is in itself there's an online application but you have to apply online if they accept you they're like cool you're through to the live stages and there's preliminary round of 32 um then there's a semi-final of 16 and then there's the final of eight people as well and they spread it out over the course of i think we started in february and as we said we just ended last week so between february and april so like two months or so is the whole process once you get to the live stages that is and yeah man as i said the winner gets to go to new york well the winner of the london one got to go to new york uh, got cash prize I don't know what the winners of New York or LA will get, but those are happening both in October and November. Okay. So yeah, I was even saying to the team, we might even just go out to New York and just might as well. Do, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got a few months to plan it. Yeah, so might as well, man. Might as well get out there or LA, which one of the two? Yeah. Um, we're gonna take a break here because uh, do it, bro. Daniel's here, so Pick up Daniel. we're gonna jump in one of your tunes. Which which tune would you like me to play? Uh, have you got have you got bots there? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. run that. Alright. Cool. Here's uh, Bots by LMZ. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so that was Bots by LMZ. But, but, but. And uh, Daniel's in the building. What are you saying, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you doing? The headphones don't work, so you can take them off still. <laughs> <laughs> they don't work. Oh. Wait, do they work? No. Nah. I'm pretty sure they're not plugged in. 
safe for the donut. So, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Thank you for joining us eventually. Eventually. <laughs> no, I brought donuts. Yeah. I feel like I made up. It's mad though. This is the yeah, first no, time you've been on since. Um, Hello, Jam. When's, when's, uh, when's the last time you came on, bro? Like January? Something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. It's We've been, been a while. trying to organize it. For, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Months. But I mean, working it. But obviously, yeah. it's a bank holiday today, though. Yeah. But what's uh, what's work saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, work is calm. Um, it's good. Still enjoying it. Yeah, still enjoying it so far. Yeah, so very <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> the said, project yeah, I'm on isn't it. that interesting right now, but like there's other stuff I'm interested in that yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get into. So it's calm. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So Lemzy. Yes, sir. We were talking about everything that you've been up to in 2019. Yeah. So we just finished talking about you the coffee music project uh and lastly you you're going on tour correct man going, going on, on tour, tour this week right wednesday wednesday the 8th of may right through to saturday the 11th of may we're going to be on tour the hidden gems live tour first uk tour first tour in general actually okay um so it's going to be sick man i'm really really looking forward to it it's starting in coventry on the 8th leicester on the 9th Manchester on the 10th which is Friday and I'll be back home for Rich Mix in Shoreditch on Saturday the okay. 11th yeah I'm proper gas for it man it's going to be nah, me the rest of the exclusive collective uh, Trey Avalon we're going to be travelling around the country and then we've got some sick support artists all over so in commentary we have commentary based artists in Leicester Leicester based artists and Man Manchester based artists so very yeah I'm just looking forward to like networking with these different places mm. outside of london and see what's happening what's the vibe and what we can attract there as well like it's a real test are tickets still available yeah tickets are all there if you want to grab some um in the out of london shows we got two for one available and also groups of four get a discount as well okay so if Dope. people just head to www.hiddengemslivetour.co.uk uh, you'll find all the ticket information for all the dates or if you just follow me on instagram at lemzy artist click the link in my bio You'll see it there, or at Hidden Gems Live, link in bio. You'll see it there. Why the uh, why the name Hidden Gems? So I do my own events as well, and okay. Hidden Gems Live is one of the events that I run. Uh, I've been running that since September 2017, and yeah, the same way I was like, ah, uh, am I gonna sit around and wait for people to, you know, finally be listening to me to drop an album? Was the same thing with this tour. I was like, ah, uh, am I gonna sit around and wait for someone to book me to go on tour? Or am I just going to use some of the networks and connections that I've already developed, i.e. the artists that we've got in these different places, some of the organisations, etc., and just connect with these people and just try and make our own thing happen the same way we do in London all the time? Because the show in January that I had was, that was like a high success point for me again, that headline show that I did. And from that, I just thought, yeah, I need to do this again. Is that the Lecky Perspective? Yeah, show? the Lecky Perspective yeah. show, sorry, that we had in the last time in Rich Mix. And from, yeah, from now, it's like, I need to do this again. I need to just make these opportunities happen for myself. Because mm. right now, you know, I'm getting older. I'm getting better, but I'm getting older still. So it's like, I can't sit and wait for anything to come to me. I have to, like, create these my own opportunities and just hope from there something builds off of it. But yeah, Hidden Gems Live Tour UK, Wednesday the 8th through to Saturday the 11th. Tickets online right now on C Tickets or on Rich Mix website as well. Yeah, we'll post a we'll post a link as well. We'll put, put the episode out as well. Um, so the last question I had, like, well, the last couple of questions I had, more, like, focus on your career. Yeah. Um, firstly, what's been the highlight so far in your career? Yeah, it would be this these last like six months really. So getting on Sky News, getting on London Live, releasing the album, doing a sold out headline show, then this creating my own tour, 
alongside the people that I mentioned before as well has definitely been like one of the key highlights for me because it's just I'm proud of everyone who's been involved uh, been involved and really like contributed as yeah. well like we haven't even done it yet it might be a tremendous flop who knows but it won't be it won't be a tremendous flop but the fact that like we're gonna actually we've done it you know we've done it and this is something that not a lot of my peers can say they have actually done yet so I look at us as people that are leading the way in our own little circle of UK music you know there's other people obviously who are already successful and already doing global tours like Dave's and Stormzy's etc yeah, but yeah. for those of us who are not um, commercially seen yet and not supported financially by any outside entities this is what we're doing mm. you know, we're making things happen still no that's dope when, when I can't remember if you mentioned this but when was it that you started your like you say your music career in earnest so like when was it that you left your job and started doing it um, full time basically so that would have been July 2016 so okay. yeah it's going to be three years soon okay. where I like this is what I've been doing as a full time uh, full time job fair enough fair enough um, and lastly what what do you wish that you knew before getting into the creative industry Mm. And I guess in extension, what advice would you give to anybody that is trying to get into the industry? Um, make sure that you've got a good team around you because you can't do everything on your own. Make sure that you put in the hours as well and make sure that you actually do it because you want to do it because no one has to do music. Like No one's putting a gun to anyone's head saying you have to make songs. So if you don't feel that this is for you or if you don't understand actually that there is a lot of hard work that goes into doing it, as hard as any other job that you're going to do, um, do it, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. So you mentioned, you mentioned that you you've been on Sky News. Correct. Yeah. And I Sky saw that News. actually. Well, I saw I saw your post on Instagram, and the caption on the thing said, uh, "Lemzy abandoned plans to become a lawyer to focus <laughs> to <laughs> focus on making music to fight yeah. knife crime." <laughs> so. So we actually we Big discussed it um, <laughs> back when your album dropped. We yeah. we discussed. So what we do every month, we do like a music roundup. So we just mm. round up the music that um, we've been listening to that month. So your album dropped back in December when we yeah, were talking yeah. about it. Um, I think it, you just posted that on Instagram. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about. <laughs> we were just like, so how are you gonna? What you're gonna drop out and be like knife man? And I listened to the album and I was like, the album is not like a anti knife crime album or anything not like that, tool, and not that. Yeah anybody could even release an album that yeah it's just that fully about knife crime <laughs> yeah. and then, like the problem of knife crime is solved through through an album yeah yeah but um so they kind of like they kind of stitch you up with that <laughs> bro you know what? i wasn't even shocked in it it was like I, uh, yeah it's funny man all of that kind of stuff around the media i knew that there was going to be their own agenda and then really and truly it just comes down to can you get what you want to get out of it as well like don't go into it so naive that these people are going to do everything you ask them to do they yeah. have their own agenda and whatever they want to get out there and sensationalist um headlines yeah. are exactly what they do so first and foremost i didn't drop out <laughs> <laughs> i got my i got my degree first and foremost <laughs> secondly i made a song about knife crime um as opposed to being this vigilante who's out here trying to fight everyone who Is holds a knife and bots, stuff right? yeah that was yeah, bots as yeah. well yeah yeah um and yeah there's a lot of people who are actually like really about this let me end knife crime stuff most of them aren't musicians most of them are doing real active groundwork there was a guy on the i can't remember his name but the guy who was literally giving people jd vouchers in exchange for their weapons 
I heard I about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't remember what it was called, but he was on a lot of things. I think he was on Sky News. He went on Good Morning Britain, a couple other things yeah, as well. But those are the people that, if you want to talk about knife crime, look at him and look at what he's doing, or the people who consistently work in um, prus or with young offenders and stuff. I work with young offenders sometimes, or with young people a lot. But they're not the young people who are most at risk of being involved with knife crime. They're just the ones who love rap music or in school, you know, they've got a bit of attitude and stuff, but they're not, yeah, they're not the ones who are out here causing crimes or vulnerable really to that extent kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah, it was it was just a lot of <laughs> I do media think, I do think um, I mean, even though like the headline that they put was basically a joke, to be honest, yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do think there is a kind of a point to be made though, because... Um, I guess not just focusing on tackling knife crime mm. uh, and I'm thinking London specifically but also just youth engagement in general yeah 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 um, doing that through music yeah. I think has has um, it carries a different weight to doing it through certain other means yeah, yeah because yeah. Um, you know that at that age they're kind of impressionable they listen to music they listen to the artists anyway yeah. so um, I do think there is something to be gained through like using music to try and engage the youth 100 percent. yeah 100 um and like you do a lot of youth engagement yeah yeah work, yeah right yeah so i work um in a bunch of different schools across east london and essex and i also as of late especially i've done quite a few talks with uh different groups of young people at different ages so i was in sheffield last week at a college just giving a talk more about like what i've done so far um and just the honest reality of someone who's an independent artist trying to find their own route to success in their different formats. Again, last week, yeah, I did another talk with some young secondary school kids as well. And that was all about like politics and potential involvement in politics, whether at this age that they're at or slightly older or when they're actually a voting age and stuff. So there's a lot of things that I end up being involved with. Um, a lot of them I don't even actively look for at the moment because for me, one of my main priority at the moment is making sure that the music is sick and the tour is sick. But now because I've established myself as a member of, especially in Wolfen Forest, as a member of the community that's like willing and able to communicate with young people in a way that a lot of other people our age or older wouldn't be able to simply because I understand them a bit more, I guess, um, or even the way I express myself is a bit more relatable, whether it's through music or just the way I speak. It's allowed certain opportunities, uh, such as the ones I just mentioned as well, yeah. just for me to be able to talk and engage with them. And even through working in the schools, at first my at first I did actually have this like complex of, no, I need to help all of these kids. I need to make sure that they are looking at things and becoming better, da da da. I still have that to a degree, but it's a lot lesser now. Because um, yeah. just from being in the space of these young people and working with them on a weekly basis you see that like they like what they like they don't like what they don't like they don't know what they don't know yet you can show them little bits give them little nuggets at a time um so for instance in one school i always write one quote on the board every week that i go there hopefully they write it down hopefully they remember it but really and truly a lot of the time they're just thinking about lunch because they're hungry or like what's going to happen in break time and all this other stuff or whatever we're going to listen to or do in the session so yeah. a lot of it is just as i said the time and opportunity the school's giving them opportunity to do something with their time that they enjoy so let me just try and make it a good use of their time that's it what do you think about 
and I'm kind of throwing this question out out there because Do I, I, I don't even know, I don't even know the artist, but um, <laughs> I don't even know the answer myself. But like, what's your opinion on drill music? Because I know people have been. I mean, they recently were sensitive few yeah. uh, drill tunes here and there. Yeah. And there's just been a lot of talk about is drill music the cause of knife cr- of increased knife crime that we've seen in in London and stuff like that. Well, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you What do you think? Uh, drill music. Okay. Are you I, as old as you as old? Yeah. No, it's cool. In terms of like, is it the cause of increased knife crime? Absolutely not. Is it a factor that plays into uh, certain impressionable minds? Yes. Are there a lot of different nuances and facets behind what causes knife crime? Most definitely. So even when we talk about knife crime, and this is why in bots as well, I address a bunch of different people because it's not one thing. It's not, oh, these are bad parents or, oh, these people are poor or, oh, there's so many different things that go into why someone would carry a knife, use a knife, and then continue to do so as well. Um, That just pinning it on one point, whether you're saying it's drill or the police or whatever, straight away people show their ignorance because Mm. it's like you haven't actually looked at the subject at all or the topic at all drill music drill music drill music drill music it's one of those where throughout rap's history we've always had like a darker element to it the thing is i don't even think it's just rap because if you look at just movies or anything like there's always there's been this sort of like um for want of a better word like fetishization of violence and yeah, like stuff, stuff that's violent like look at like computer games and yeah. all that kind of stuff like so the fact that there's violence in music all the time isn't it's not new it's, it's some, isn't something new yeah, or any new. something like strange because yeah. it's in all sorts of like media that we consume and stuff what what drill does to me is it just accentuates the hyper masculine hyper capital cap, uh, capitalist views and perspectives that they come from a system that has been here since before any of us got here. Um, if we look at this country and look at what it truly, truly holds in a good light or what it truly tries to propagate, it isn't be the smartest person because we see stuff, like we see TV shows where people are just becoming rich and successful from having sex on TV or from actually chatting nonsense on TV. Like these people become successful from doing so. So it's not about be the smartest or be your best version of yourself at all. This is a system that says get money, and well then, because just to stop, like, go on. Sorry to interrupt, no, but no, you cool. say um, they become successful, but like, is success measured by what this the system that you're talking about defines success as? So in other if we're words, talking like, about a capitalist money, system, yeah, if basically. we're talking about a capitalist system whereby capital is what measures how well you do in the system yeah. then yeah your finances are very much tied to that yeah. I'm not saying for my own beliefs that yeah, no, that person no, is no, like, yeah. I don't look at um, the people of Taui for instance and think rah they are successful I want to be like them at all however in this system of you now have a lot of capital behind you you now have a lot of interest behind you as well you now have value in the system because of the nonsense that you were saying on TV for like and 40 minutes of a day or something. Um, if we uphold that as the standard, then we can't... When we see um, people that do drill music, really and truly, they're just abiding by that system. They're just saying, I want to have that much money. I want to have that much value. And their environment is different. Their environment is not Taui, where it is suburbs and it is just going to the pub and it is um quite wealthy already it's impoverished a lot of the time it is a micro um economy whereby people are just in the states or 
in small areas and stuff like that and you have to survive in these kind of these kind of environments so in that setting where they see themselves a lot of these artists will say nah i'm doing what i can to be the most successful here and then maybe i'll go on beyond that that's what a lot of like heady on he was the most successful where he was and then because he's sick he's managed to get out of that and just be a sick artist now so <coughs> yeah drill has its success stories it has yeah. its it has its sad stories as well um, there's an ISS from near where I'm from who's been locked up for I think 23 years now because he was shooting at police. Um, so yeah, when these people are doing what they're saying in their songs, yeah. it's sad because that's their real life. And hip hop music in particular has always been the music where we want people to tell us the facts, like what's going on, tell us about your story. So we can't be mad at them when they tell us that I'm out here shooting people and they're actually out here shooting people. Yeah. Like, we need to try and change their circumstances so they don't feel they have to be out there shooting people. I think it's interesting as well because um, I always go back and forth on the drill thing mm. and I don't know, like, what do you think about it as well? Do you guys listen to drill? I do, I listen to drill, but not, I'm not, I would, I'll say I'm a casual fan. Like, I don't yeah. listen to, you know, it's not what I spend on a daily basis or yeah, anything like I barely that. ever, yeah. I, if I'm honest, I barely ever listen to drill music. I, I, usually I, like when I'm in, it, I usually listen when I'm in the gym, but I haven't even been in the gym. We need to get oh, gassed right there. Yeah, exactly. If I ain't been in the gym, that often. I've been trying to get back into it for a while. But um, To be fair, the production on drill. Exactly, uh, it's, it's hard. Some of it is mad, yeah. That's why I'd say with no stress on the album, I love that beat. Mm. And I was like, I have these bars left over from stuff. And because I love that beat, just the bass, um, the way the hi-hats kick, everything about it, I'm like, yeah. this is sick. And a lot of the other drill tunes I hear as well, I think, this is sick. Like, And some of these guys can rap as well. I mean, I think a lot of the time when I'm listening to drill, I'm actually just listening for the beat because mm. um, even if I know what they're saying, I'm trying to ignore what they're saying because Fact, one, yeah. one thing I'll say um, that I think is a problem with drill is the fact that they kind of turn the violence into a sport. Like yeah, even like, looking I'm at Hedy, and Hedy's one of my. I think Hedy's the best in drill right now. I hear um, that. I and he, he's one of my. He's one of my favorite uh, drill artists. And you know, excellent finish, Mo Salah. It's something that everyone says all the yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah, when, yeah. You, when you deep it, you, you think about what he's really saying. You're like, bro, that's a madness. What you're saying. Yeah. Always like my my young ones, the top striker, stuff like that. Yeah. It's a bit mad what they're saying. It but is. Like, but at the same time, did you? Okay. What about like Fifty Cent and all these other? Because a lot of these guys, yeah, no, I, even Nipsey Hussle. I, I hear that. I hear that. And Nipsey Hussle says a lot of crud in his music. He does. That That's Victory true. Lap album had crud all over, but it's a sick I, album. I think <laughs> there's one thing because I think with with Joe, you kind of lose some of the like subtlety behind mm. it sometimes. Yeah, it's very overt. It, it's very, it's very, <laughs> it's it's very, very in, in your, your face. face like, like, they, they, <laughs> it's like they're proud of the fact that listen, our genre is not for the faint-hearted. So mm. if you can't hack it. Fuck yeah, don't basically. listen to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, which I think is like I rate that, but I do think I don't know. I always go back and forth because I think if you if you censor drill, then you're just stopping. The, they're yeah, using yeah. the drill music as an outlet to describe their situation yeah, yeah, and describe yeah. uh, what like the environment they're in. Yeah. So if you just censor it, you basically deny them an outlet for exactly. describing you're pretending that, stuff. that it doesn't exist. Yeah, you're basically pretending it doesn't exist yeah. so that you can appease yourself basically, exactly, and yeah. not only that. You're, you're, you're denying them that and also drill like leads to a legal way of making yeah, yeah, money yeah, so exactly, you now yeah. deny like the them an avenue, saying, an avenue yeah. of getting legal money and bringing people out of the situation they're yeah. in and so that that's the sort of like cons to me of, of banning drill but then on the other hand 
um, there's some freestyles that I hear where I'm like, <laughs> you can hear that they're clearly getting at another gang or another this or another 100%, that. And it's 100%. like, if, that's, if something, that's, if that's something happens as a result, but if something happens as a result of them saying that on, mm. on a record and it going on YouTube and getting tens of thousands, yeah, hundred yeah, thousand yeah. views, if, if something uh, happens as a result of that, yeah. then you can't really justify keeping that video up yeah no that's that's actually a bad thing yeah that's a bad thing but then it's like do you wait until something bad happens and then censor the video or do you try and preempt it by being like all right that's interesting that's a good question actually you know it's it's difficult that's a good question um i think a lot of that comes down do you know a lot of that comes down to case by case then because that's true i would say there are certain artists who on the weight of things you could probably see and say okay they're trying to do music and trying to become artists in a sense whereas if another person raps three or four videos in a row and they're just getting at another group you can kind of clearly say all right no that's actually inciting hate that's there's laws against that and yeah. that's inciting hatred or inciting violence you can say no that has to go because you specifically target another individual another entity and now you're actually going against the law so we yeah. can arrest you for that if anything let alone take down your video whereas if it is i don't know done in a for lack of a better term, a smarter way, whereby it's a bit more subliminal, uh, yeah. it's a bit more anonymous. You are just talking to the world, like, if X comes to me, then this is what I'll do to them, kind of thing. It's like, can't really say anything about that because yeah. there's no direct law against that. That's just you, effectively, living out of fantasy because there's no um, realised opponent or anything. Yeah. So yeah. I think on a case-by-case basis, it has to be looked at as at that. Um, I don't want anyone listening to this as well to think that like I'm an advocate for the violence in drill at all because that's why I don't even listen to it that much because okay. it is too much for me sometimes. I just think I don't know. I know sometimes you just sad. have to you have to like like you're almost listening with with your hands over both ears. Yeah, like, trust in it. You're listening <laughs> without listening to the lyrics versus like a lot of the time I'm just like ignoring the li- lyrics. So you like, bro, that was mad what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> when <laughs> you really deep in the sentences, exactly. you think. Yeah. Mm. But um, but yeah. And I, I feel like it's a, it's quite a tricky topic in the sense that you want people to have like an avenue to make legitimate money. You want people to have an avenue to express themselves. Mm. But then at the same time, it's like you want to strike a balance between someone being able to speak on their reality and someone glorifying that reality. There's that That's as well, a reality yeah. That's a good for point well. other yeah. people. Because I'm saying like, if these if these Joe guys are like, okay, cool, I'm chilling, I'm in the studio, I'm gonna talk about like, shanking someone, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. talk about doing this, doing that, wet man up, knife man. And like, there's a, I don't know, 12 year old kid who is on an estate and mm-hmm. does have access to knives and has gotten in some beef over some very petty stuff at school. Like, it's like, <laughs> It's a very tricky concept to say, like, it's just fine to let that kid listen to that where this kind of behavior is being glorified. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, like, when you look at the statistics and stuff they're posting about um, knife crime and stuff, majority of the stuff isn't even happening between, like, people who are, say, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, just, yeah. Majority yeah. is between kids who are, like, 12 and 14. These people are, like, very impressionable. Yeah. This is, like, kids in, like, year six or something and they, they realize that majority of these things are happening between four and six which is when kids are going home from school do you know what's interesting and um statistically mm. most of the people that are victims of violent crime yeah. or fatalities of violent crime are actually older people so people who are above the age of i think it's 25 okay. or may no it might be 21 21 or 25 one of the two 
are statistically more at risk of actually dying of violent crime, um, including knife crime as well. I think, unfortunately, um, because of drill, it makes it very easy to say this group of people are like the face of it essentially like these are the ones who wear bad clubs the ones who wear hoodies the ones who are from the state the ones yeah, who are young black yeah. boys these are the ones that we can look at and say yeah it's your fault kind of thing and let's say there is a 12 year old person on the estate as i said before there's a bunch of things that have led that 12 year old person to be so impressionable that they will listen to the song and act out the stuff because I, as I said I work with kids who listen to drill all the time and I say to, I ask them directly I'm like does this ever make you feel like you will go out and do any of this stuff like can you ever see yourself doing the stuff do you know what they're even talking about sometimes they'll say no sometimes they say yeah like it's bait and a lot of the time saying no like, I'd never do that but again that's because these kids are not in the conditions that would make them feel so at risk that they need to do some of the stuff that the drill artists mm. are saying so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that comes yeah. into it. Because I, okay, I used to listen to Eminem when I was 10, for instance. Eminem would cuss his mom, cuss his baby mom, cuss the world, da 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 da. I could never be like that because my mom loves me and I would never swear at my mom and yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, some there is an influence there, there's information that's hitting you. That person who's hearing it, whether they're 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, blah, blah, blah needs to be prepped and trained in a way outside of that influence to understand how to interpret it and either not act in it or act on it if they need to act yeah. on it kind of thing yeah it's true i mean there's there's all sorts of and it's like whenever I, I touch on this topic and like we haven't really touched on it that that often on the show but like um i try and i don't know i kind of hesitate when i when i approach it because i don't want to conflate the issue of drill music with mm. knife crime because yeah, I exactly. feel like they do too much of that things. they do too much of that anyway yeah but I do think sometimes I mean they're, they're the ones that sort of brought in when I say they I mean the people that yeah. decided that it needs to be censored and stuff yeah. they're the ones that sort of brought drill music into the discussion yeah. anyway so um, the it, thing is I just want to add like I think yeah because I also think it's a very sort of simplistic argument to just I think so as well, the yeah. two and, it, it's and it's lazy as well because there's obviously a lot of socio-economic factors a lot yeah, of yeah. political factors yeah that lead people to be at risk of committing knife crime because i mean yeah. there are like people from good sort of wealthy middle-class families who are listening to drill music living in like i don't know chelsea or yeah. Fulham or something yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not committing knife crime but then i think one thing one thing where i say that they diverge in terms of some like eminem's type of stuff and like drill music is mm -hmm. that i feel like a lot of the stuff that is being said in drill music is a lot more relatable and a lot more real but maybe that's just because we're from we're from London. yeah but yeah. i say i feel like what i'm saying is like but like even that, in that's down to personal perspective again yeah so like in terms of Sorry, I don't want to cut you in it. I'll just say quickly, if you're from, let's say, an abusive household mm. and um, your dad is someone that you hate and your mum is someone who's, I don't know, not very good with you as a child, if you listen to Eminem's music, then that music will probably touch Relate you a lot you, more yeah, or be a lot more relatable yeah. than necessarily some of the drill music. Um, yeah. Sorry to cut you though, but go on, man. Yeah, no, no, no I, I get that. What I was saying was that, like, in terms of how... Like, Eminem's music, I think, was also, yeah, it was quite violent. I did listen to it as a kid. But for me, like, a lot of the stuff sounded quite, like, 
like cartoony. I mean, yeah. I mean, like a lot, a lot of it, a lot of it was but him, him fantasizing like, about yeah, doing certain things. True. Whereas sometimes on drill, they're talking, yeah. they're they're mainly talking about like things that they've sometimes they're talking about real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so I get, I get what you mean. In and that these are things yeah. where like someone yeah. could go into the kitchen, pick up a knife, and yeah, yeah, that yeah, person yeah. is pissing me off. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, I hear what you mean. But in terms of like dragging someone out to a forest in the middle of nowhere, that was a bit, that was a bit. People do that, and people do that. But what I'm saying is, people have been found in the forest near me, and they're like, that takes a lot more like. I don't know planning yeah, when you're 12 yeah. like, when you're 12 yeah, like you can't drive bro like, <laughs> like how you can barely drag yourself out of bed though, yeah like, so like I don't yeah I think I think it's true it's a very like complicated argument that needs yeah. a lot of like nuance but then at the same time I think there needs to be more done maybe not in terms of like centering people but just in terms of like figuring out how we can sort of don't even know if it's like educating people that's going to do this because like it's not i don't think just listening to a song will make someone go and pick up a knife and stab someone i feel like there have to be other factors in place and like it's probably more effective tackling the factors that put these people at risk in real life every day yeah of course definitely but then it's like that the fact that you feel like okay this is accepted this is encouraged by people who look like me who have grown up in similar surroundings to me people who seem to be successful at least superficial when I, superficially when i look at them that i feel like gives an added incentive to feel like oh if i do this then i become a bad man like yeah or something like yeah, respect yeah. like yeah. Oh, okay i'll go pen for like two months yeah, yeah, like yeah two years yeah. I like come out and like I'm and then you got more you got me. more value and yeah. like more social status like the fact it's, that it's, people it's make it seem one. like it's something yeah. to like value being like I was a Nottingham yeah right I told you I've told you the story I feel oh yeah I think so yeah, 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 yeah like this yeah, was the craziest yeah. experience I'm in Nottingham and like we went out for some Notting Hill no no Nottingham carnival yeah yeah after party thing we just went um, went out and then like I was there with like f- some family friends that I'd known grown up with and this guy just like just outside the club comes up to us and he starts talking and he's a bit drunk mm. he tried to speak to some girl and then she she wasn't really having it she went away yeah and he's angry and he's standing and he's talking to us and then this guy pulls out a gun Mad. In the and, and this is just like in the like just behind a club in like yeah, the yeah. Like, smoking area kind of thing we're just standing outside getting some fresh air quote yeah. unquote um, <laughs> but like yeah and and this guy basically starts just telling us about his life and he's like yeah I'm 36 first of all I was like like the average ahead, age in this place was probably like 20 or yeah. 21 like it, it was a relatively like I was down I was feeling a bit old yeah yeah and like this guy's 36 and he's like yeah I'm 36 I've spent 12 and a half years of my life in pen but like he was speaking he wasn't I like, didn't seem sad or most like he was speaking mm. about this with pride yeah 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 and I spent 12 and a half years of my life in pen blah blah and then he pulls out this gun and this guy has bedazzled his gun <laughs> <laughs> like it's some like glittering he's like yeah That's like my, my gun like it was like yeah like my, my shit shine when when it's dark shit shine and stuff. When and dark, I, was, like, I was just here yeah, like it's and, bad man this kind of felt mad. bad for this guy like, I'm obviously, i was scared because like no one's ever like pulled i mean he wasn't pointing at me yeah but, like, yeah, yeah. like this guy is drunk and he's and holding so irrational loaded, that anything could happen isn't yeah, it? yeah okay. probably loaded guns so i'm just like no sudden movements no nothing i'm just Bruh. standing there just like listening paying attention he puts his hand on my shoulder i'm just like <laughs> just chilling paying attention <laughs> listening like yeah i've been in this 
situation before. It's okay. Like, like <laughs> we, like, as soon as he was done, as soon as he turned to talk to his people, I was dousing it. You got go. I, I, my family was just, just out of it. The thing is, like, two guys I came with, like, these guys are like, they were just standing there, just laughing. Bro, like looking oh, at me and just it, laughing. But they're from Nuts in it. So Not even like only one of them's from Nuts. I grew up with these guys in Nigeria. I, like yeah. they were just laughing at me because I looked so shook during this period. And I'm like, of course I, I'm I, I wouldn't laugh. I wouldn't laugh at you, bro. <laughs> I've been in it. Trust yeah. I'd be like, I pray you can. Yeah, because like, I don't so, know yeah. if I can help. Like. But the thing is, it's crazy because like when we left, then we saw like some of his other people, and they all had like all blacked out cars just like yeah. outside the club, like Mercedes and Audis and stuff. And I'm like. There are people who are going to look at people like this guy and aspire to be like him. Yeah. Facts, yeah. Because they see him driving Facts. a Merc or a Benz, yeah. and this guy spent over like a third of his life in jail. In jail. But this is that goes back to the whole the system that we live in, then, because it is very much like what is defined as success. Exactly. Yeah. If we're if we're saying success is capital and having stuff, yeah, um, and not being able to find to define whether stuff is assets or liabilities. Mm. Because having loads of cars is actually a liability because yeah. it takes a lot of money. Yeah. But if we say that because he has stuff, he's doing very, very well, and we might even glamorize it and say, oh, despite the fact he's been to prison, he's still out here and he has all these vehicles. Da, 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 da. He's taking care of his kids. Exactly. Because, we make it seem like this is yeah. a good thing. I think <laughs> it was like, does that really, uh, there was some like short film on YouTube that had... Um, those two guys from Man Them on the Wall. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Joe yeah. Van Wade yeah, Javan, and Javan yeah. Wade and yeah, someone else. I know which one you're talking about. Um, yeah, the no. two lights and ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. one's <laughs> <laughs> gone, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what, what nah, the I other guy I think he does like stand up or something. Is it? Like, okay. He was always my favorite. He was jokes. But yeah, he was jokes. He, he was like yeah. a comedian in his own right. The other two were like actors. Uh, I think. But anyway, that makes sense. But basically, there was some short film on YouTube and like. Actually, no, it wasn't even those guys. I, I like that was a different short film. <laughs> Are you gonna share your story? No, 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 no not sure. I think I was just like mixing up, but like there was a short film on YouTube about this guy and like he was involved in, I think, like drug dealing and knife crime and stuff. And basically, he's running from some people and he ends up like having to hide in this guy's house for a bit. And this guy's someone who used to be in the life, but like now he's gone clean and he's yeah, like yeah. making legitimate money. He's just like working at Sainsbury's or something. Yeah, yeah. And like this guy's a bit older and he's talking to them and he's like, oh, so like you think you're boring because like you make, I don't know, a couple hundred pounds of weed yeah. um, selling drugs with people and stuff. And he's like, oh, you think you don't pay tax on this stuff and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, well, let me explain to you, like every time police stop you, that's tax right there. Yeah. Every time you get picked, you get locked up for like a couple months or something, that's tax. Yeah. Every time you're like having to look over your shoulder because someone might be coming to stab you, someone yeah. might be coming to rob you, that's tax. That's tax and he's like, explain like you're paying more, like you're paying, because the guy was saying like, oh, like you're having a legit job and you're like yeah, having yeah. to pay 20% of your income or something. And he's like, you're paying more tax than I am. Yeah, facts, yeah. your life like, is your tax. Your really? life is heavily taxed. Yeah. And But things like people just don't really, it's hard to have this kind of perspective and nuance when yeah. you're like deep in that yeah yeah yeah. and i think so i guess like, yeah solving that like you mentioned about education that yeah. might be the the best it's it's but like even with like education, so many, there's so many different factors that yeah, education is like what, what do people like, weigh up like the yeah. education you get on the street and the education you get in the classroom exactly yeah, yeah. like how like much it can't be seen as, as no, like mean, a linear thing education like like in school i meant mm. sort of educating Just, yeah. them knowledge isn't it not yeah exactly teaching them that now what what you're aspiring to is is not what you should be aspiring to because mm. when you actually think about it like you said it's actually taking more of a toll on you yeah exactly yeah but i mean 
probably just gag run on Scared Straight. Scared Straight? <laughs> is that the one where they go to America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, I know one of the kids who's went on that as well. Is he alright though? I was know. he scared I, <laughs> I think he was scared, bro. But yeah. like, well, right, this is weird that you're I saw, doing I saw, this, um, man. I saw it on Twitter actually the oh, other day. Bro. It was um, it was some, it was a white kid actually. The, the mm. tweet said, um, "Black parents just know what to do" or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know because my parents have never spoken to me the way this guard spoke to the kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, the kid was there looking at his parents, yeah, and he was just he was pissed like you could screw face his parents, and they're looking all sad like, "What's happened to our little boy?" Or whatever. Yeah. Then the guard just comes, put his hand on his shoulder, he says. Look up and look at your mother. And the guy burst into tears. Oh, the mad. kid burst into tears. And then I was like, yeah, this scares straight thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone like that. Yeah. Because the guy was a big dude coming and whispering in your ear, but like, like heavy, like, look up and look at your mother. I was like, what? Wow, the intimidation <laughs> factor there, isn't it? Like, <laughs> them ones, yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, fine. Moving away from the sort of drill cool. uh, topic, because we kind of uh, spoken on that for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask. Um, about so you, would you define your music as uk hip-hop because to me that's what i kind of see it as if I'll, i had to put I'll it strip in away a, the uk bit okay just, call it just hip-hop, hip-hop. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah so yeah actually it's good that you did that the, <laughs> the question i was about to ask is how do you see hip-hop received in the uk but the reason i said uk hip-hop is because yeah. i feel like hip-hop as a genre yeah. is very well received in the uk yeah like but we when love drake and Kendrick exactly and yeah. da, da, da. but when it comes from our, our own. own artists it's not as well received in my opinion yeah, I think um, I think it's interesting. I think we're at a very interesting yeah jam donut man, love man. <laughs> I think we're at a very interesting moment in uh, UK rap and UK hip hop music. I guess first and foremost, in defining UK hip hop, um, it's quite difficult simply because I don't feel like there is a huge UK hip hop platform here because okay. the way that a lot of people look at hip hop music, if we're saying the music of hip hop, that would be more what. Um, Groups like High Focus give us, or someone like Coops, uh, people like Koji Radical, people like Shocker. Like these are like hip hop artists that we'd say because they propagate all the narratives of what original hip hop is, which is essentially um, certain styles of production, but also <coughs> the concepts and the types of stuff that they talk about in their music is usually quite introspective, quite reflective. Um, and it's not necessarily the most contemporary production as well. I think there's always an alternative factor about it. Yeah. But when but we just you, look at... Do you, real quick, do you think it's the, called alternative just because it doesn't fall into the typical brackets that in the UK we see? So like drill, gram, Afro swing. 100%. That's so all that, alternative, isn't it? Yeah. It's just not it's the just normal, the, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's not the the most widely regarded yeah. thing. So that's yeah. all alternative. It doesn't mean it's bad or it's better necessarily. It's just a little bit different. Um but the rappers in the UK that we have right now, they've had a number one album. Stormzy literally just had number one single with Ossie yeah, Bop. Yeah. Dave's done a whole tour around the whole country and around parts of the world. Um, most acts going to be releasing something. Jay Huss is one of the most widely revered artists in the UK. And I think that's also outside of our scene as well. I think a lot of people just know Jay Huss. Stormzy's going to be headlining Glastonbury on one of the days. Yeah, so I was thinking that he's going to drop an album because I don't he know if he's... Sti- but the thing is... I feel like he must be. I was like, he must be dropping an album because... But Glastonbury's mid-June, right? Or is it's it either June? mid-June or end-June. It might, yeah, it's about... But, yeah, yeah, right. So he would need... Obviously, he's got the single out there. So, because obviously he's going to think about this smartly. He's got the single out there. It's going to mm. do what it does. Um, he'll also need to drop the album and give that time to do what it does. Unless he, so I was thinking, unless he drops it like a surprise drop or announces it in the next couple of weeks, 
um, and then drops it in two weeks or something like that, he would he would end up having to do like a, a drop on the weekend or the week before Glastonbury and then be I think he could. debuting and he could he's a, yeah. he's a big enough artist to do that and then be debut a bit like what Kendrick did with Dam and then performing Coachella the next weekend and that's what J. Cole so, did with KOD almost not quite but actually no it was similar-ish I guess J. Cole had more time like Drake came to Wallace just after dropping Scorpion. yeah but it's Drake Drake's, Drake's a bit different because I feel like Drake and also Drake coming to Wireless wasn't even planned because yeah. that was true. just because um, he just that loves was London, gig, yeah, gigs, gigs <laughs> holding like bro. DJ like, Khaled dropped true, out. Bro. We need a favor, man. So, but yeah, but yeah, no, I, I still think that Storms. In fact, going back to your original question, in fact, I think that UK rap and the artists that we have here that do rap are in um, we're in the best position that we've ever been. I think so as well. Yeah, the best position we've ever been. But I also think we also have the most talent on a wider scale than we've ever had as well, because even if we don't look at the very um, I don't know, the highest revered artists, i.e. the Stormzy's Daves, Jay Hussey, we just spoke about. Yeah. If we even go down one level and we look at the fact that we have Loyal Kana and we have yeah. Little Sims yeah. and we have Koji Radical, sick, and we go down maybe even just one level and we have Shocker and we have, um, who else do we have? I'm trying to think of names off the top of my head. Lindsay. We have a <laughs> lot of great artists basically yeah, yeah. who do sick hip hop music. Um, and I think the fact that the scene is so varied now, like you can be Drime, um, Drime, <laughs> Drill and Grime, innit? You could be Grime, you could be Drill, you could yeah. be hip hop, you could be alternative, you could be old school, you can be Afro swing, you could be all of these different things now, or all of them. And you kind of have a market there now. So I feel that um, we're in a very good place. I do feel that this more alternative slash <coughs> O to the old school of hip hop. Um, so probably more the stuff that I do yeah. and some of the other artists I mentioned do needs to have more of a light on it because you know Drill's doing numbers crime it goes up and down uh, the more contemporary and commercial rap artists are doing very well Afro mm. Swing is doing very well yeah. this alternative one needs to get that boost so the people like the Little Sims the Loyals Shockers myself Koji's 4i Shana Kane blah 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 yeah. blah 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 just need to keep punching. Do you, do you see? Because I I listen to to that type of music, but on the sort of commercial level, um, Jay Lingo. I don't know. I I kind of I struggle to see it reaching a massive commercial level over here, just because it it's too easily bracketed with the Kendricks and Coles and Drakes and stuff, and then it becomes yeah. you're you're fighting with like a monster basically because they yeah, they're exactly, like a worldwide phenomenon. Whereas we're you're trying to burst out of the UK first and then see where it goes on, on the global scale kind of thing. Well, that's why I feel like um, someone like Little Sims, yeah, she's, she's is the she's epitome hard. of what artists such as myself, someone like Little Sims and like Koji and even out of rap. You look at Georgia Smith, Mahalia, the whole hip hop neo soul R and B kind of bubble. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we can't have this again this linear approach of ah oh, we gotta do UK da 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 like. Just UK go, yeah, doesn't blow. want people Yeah we have the internet the Which I, means I, we can I, connect I, yeah, to Germ yeah. Germany has a sick hip hop scene So does the Netherlands as yeah, well I've and seen that, France, that colours, The Colours show Exactly and, yeah. Stuff like that And, and the it's Netherlands like, have got loads of um, Festivals and stuff Yeah there's so many that, opportunities yeah, yeah. Outside of our island <laughs> That because it's not America A lot of people have the perception That it's, ah, it might not really be the thing I should go for Whereas in reality If it's an opportunity to go and perform In front of hundreds of people Or even just a few people and a foreign land 
Sick. Yeah. Sick. Funny actually, we had a so we had an artist on here called uh, Whisper. He's a rapper from Croydon, and I asked him a similar question about um, more about just the, what he thinks of the state of the UK scene as it is now, mm. and he was saying a similar thing. He's got loads of fans in in um, the Netherlands. I think he his first sort of <laughs> his first freestyles and stuff started to blow in the Netherlands first before it started to blow here. Sick. And he was saying that he thinks um, in the UK it's too often people are put in a box so if you're not yeah. afro swing or yeah, drill they can't judge you or grime you. <laughs> or if you're not if you don't fall into one of those categories easily they don't know what to do with yeah. you so they kind of just put you to the side yeah. and you have to kind of look elsewhere to blow i think with uk music as well what we have to do is go back in history and see like what has been the stuff that people really enjoyed what has the uk market put forward and if we go all the way back to if we go back to jungle UK music has very much been based on rave music. Like, whatever music gets people going at the parties the most is the thing that we want to hear the most. So whether it's been um, jungle or drum and bass or grime or garage or dubstep, yeah. yeah, all of these things are, like, quite quick tempo as well. So when we talk about hip-hop music, which is usually, let's say, anything so, between 100 yeah. to 80 BPM, it's slow. It's a lot more... I don't know, there's a lot more... Not a lot more words, but there's a whole different vibe exactly to it. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. whole different vibe behind the grime and the dubstep and the UK funky that we had. Yeah. And um, I haven't said that the American stuff goes off, even though trap. some of it, a lot of it is actually, like yeah, heavily trapping, yeah. and that's, that's again true. at a certain tempo where it's that's like this true. gets us jumping, this gets us going. Yeah. Um, so if we look at that, it's not often you hear J Cole in a club. So exactly, and even if it is J Cole, it's more his ATM kind of song yeah, or anything. Yeah. And same thing with Kendrick, you don't hear. Sing about me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah swimming pools yeah, or yeah, yeah, element or something. But I guess that's down to the artist to think: What do you want to do? Do you want to make sure that the UK audience has something that they definitely will probably like, or do you just continue making the music that makes you happy, which is of course fine as well. Yeah, but that as well, yeah. because of the internet, because of social media, we have a little bit more of an opportunity to reach these people that are definitely more in, um, more inclined to listen to the stuff that we produce. But when I think about like my own music, I just try and make music now that I enjoy. Like that doesn't mean it has to be hip hop music. Um, there was even a house tune that I was gonna start working on soon, just because I was like, I like this. This sounds good, and I have something to say on it. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's what a lot of the people that I look to as the successful artists do. So even if we look at the UK ones like A Day or Stormzy. Um, Neither of their albums were just one sound. That's true. Now you no. wouldn't say even though Stormzy, you you would class him as a grime artist. You wouldn't say. I don't even it know the last time he made grime. <laughs> exactly, it wasn't a grime album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and he had gospel on there. Gospel. He, he had, had, he had all the stuff that touches yeah. him in it, but it's all in different ways. So there is the gospel, as you said. There's grime. There's a bit of just rap. There's slower R and B tunes like the Kalani yeah. ones. So make music that inspires you and makes you happy. Well, yeah, the Kalani feature actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I guess my last few questions um, kind of focus on grime. Cool. Why is it? So you you <laughs> you don't make grime. <laughs> A lot of artists are you used to. Used okay, to, yeah. so why is it that you moved away from grime? Personally, and this is just for me, I grew out of it. Um, okay. Grime, grime is energy. That's what grime is more than anything. There is an aspect of grime that is very heavily on like your lyrics and stuff like that, but what i was finding was that you can write hundreds of lyrics and you get to spray them on radio and stuff 
but I just wasn't satisfied with that circuit of go to this radio station, then this one, rap the same lyrics here that you do here, that you do here, that you do here, write some next week, rap it here, rap it. It was like, that just didn't feel fulfilling for me. For some people, they love it and it's sick for them. Um, but for me, when I think about the stuff in grime, that is like grime. So that is going radio sets, that is like clashes on Lord of the Mics and stuff like that, or on a lesser level. Um, and even some of the events as well, I just thought, this isn't where this isn't where I'm meant to be essentially, because I think just me as a person, I'm pretty calm and I'm pretty laid back and slow with stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas, as I said, with Graham's energy, you could be someone who doesn't have any bars whatsoever. But if you say, "Yo, Salam, we like you get it straight away, and it's like I, I don't have that. I get that. I don't have that. I don't want to have that as well. I have a whole different thing where it's like, let me tell you what I'm saying. So, um. Yeah, I just personally grew out of Graham in terms of doing it, in terms of listening to it. Yeah, even to a degree, I've kind of, I don't really listen to that much Graham I would, anymore. I would say, but yeah, I'm more of a casual fan now. I yeah, like, I don't really know yeah. who's really, pop, like, not that there's not people popping, but I don't really know who is at the moment. But That, that leads me nicely to my next question, because well, um, I was going to ask, is Graham dead? Because you don't nah. see, you don't see. It's a difficult <laughs> nah, one. Graham is never dead. But you don't, you don't see people making as much. Um, and I don't think Graham is dead personally. But you, I feel like it's evolved. But I don't think it's dead. But I don't think don't, Graham don't will ever people, die, man. Because Graham, Graham is making everywhere. Pure Graham, the way you would traditionally classify you do, Graham. Though. That's the thing you do. But this is the, okay. So with Graham, even when we thought it was popping and we thought it was sick, let's say at the genesis of Graham, yeah. If we step back and we look at it objectively, really and truly, it was like this pocket of East, this pocket of South London, this pocket of Northwest, and this pocket of North. Outside of that, and a few little pockets up um, outside of London as well. Aside from that, no one was listening to Graham. It was for us, and it was very, very niche. But because we made it seem like such a big thing, and we were so happy to see Kano's and Dizzy's and da 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 um, doing sick things, we were just like, yeah, Graham is alive and sick and there's an energy and there's a movement behind it because there are a lot of things that followed it i.e the dvds came yeah then the battles came um <coughs> then the shows like eskimo dances picked up and stuff like that but i'm sure if there was what was it grime originals that happened a few months ago yeah i didn't go but from what i saw and what i heard it was sick like there were loads of people there bare the mcs came through Except Wiley. It's just the vibe. Stuff, so man. I don't think Graham will ever die. I like I see it in Japan and Germany and Poland and Russia That's and true. stuff as well. Yeah. So it's it's there. I think I think um I would agree with you that I don't think it'll ever die and I think it's evolved. But I think like you said that if you look at it objectively, like back then, it was it was only popping amongst certain circles. Yeah. Like amongst us basically. But if you look at the music that we listen to now, um, <coughs> Grime isn't as prevalent as it used to be. It's more like, that. so I think the question of is maybe Grime not dead? in London. Maybe not in London. Yeah, okay. but I also. would say that it still has its heavy influences elsewhere. elsewhere. But I think yeah, because yeah, you're right. There's evolution in London now. We have bare different genres that in 2004 around Grime yeah. Genesis we just didn't have them, or definitely not to the same degree anyway. So I think yeah, now people are just that back then probably would have done grime are now expressing themselves in a different way, whether it's through drill or Afro swing or trap or da-da-da-da-da. We've found different ways to do it now, but 
there are still you know still mode fm that still has djs every single day and yeah. mcs that come down every single week if not every single day um don city radio same thing I feel Asia like the, foundation, the foundations have been like firmly put in place. Yeah, because they're there. Gonna, you know that this continue. event as well, whether it's Grammar Originals or Eskimo Dance or whatever yeah. else, they'll have people that come and support the thing. Yeah. Um, so, I'm basically I'm working on a magazine Jeez. about um, Congrats, Black man. British music and yeah. grime and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm asking a lot of people. So I'm going to ask you as well. What does grime mean to you? Grime means youth and means energy. Grime means um, grime means attitude as well. Grime means just like expressing yourself at that moment in time, however you feel, and that's why you can get away with just shouting out a few words in grime because it's not about being the best lyricist. Grime is very like hip hop is very much what you're saying sometimes as opposed to how you're saying it. Whereas grime is very much however you're saying what you're saying. There's an emphasis on the how, like give it to me in a way that I will feel it immediately. Don't make me sit on this and interpret what you're saying. Make me feel it. Skeptics, that's not me. Is like, I think that's one of the best songs <laughs> that yeah, came no, out I in love, like I the last decade. I love that song. And simply because I know that if you're a lyricist or a conscious hip hop artist, you would go on a whole narrative about how designer labels aren't really for people and they take money out of the pocket of people and da, 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 where skeptic just came along and said boom throw in a bin that's not what i want i don't want that i'm this take me for this if you don't cool bounce i'm gone and i thought right like so this is sick yeah because this is graham the production was graham the bars were graham the fact that him and his brother were in the video as well, I was like, this is grime. This is British pounds. Remember when you got 80, 80 British, British pounds. pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. It's yeah, so yeah, DIY. Yeah. That's another thing for grime as well. It's so DIY. And I feel like that that being a big part of my past is something that's really influenced me at this point as well like mm. if i didn't see all of these grime artists doing what they did creating their own radio stations their own shows their own venues their own blah blah blahs i probably wouldn't be as productive in what i'm doing at the moment um because jama always says whoever's coming out of uk now should uh honor like grime for it yeah and at first when he said that i felt a little way because i thought why <laughs> I, I think i think it's yeah but like, i get I, I get it i get what it is like as well because the different it's like elements they, of what grime showed they, us they've, they've like really they've given it a platform given our type of music a platform yeah. that uh just wouldn't have existed exactly. prior to, to grime yeah. um but i do also when he says things like that i'm a bit like dude like nobody owes you uh because yeah because the way they, they don't hear it is like he's saying to me every time you as opposed to grime you hear yeah no thank me i'm yeah no no i do because yeah the diy aspect the whole creating stuff yourself the whole making these types of events or showing just being a template more than anything is what i am thankful to grime for okay um and i guess the last thing i don't know if you saw recently chip tweeted about yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like postcode wars. It's like a battle of the boroughs. Basically, he's Chip. Obviously, he's from North. Actually, he wait, go on. I think I saw something else. Okay, so Chip was saying that uh, he said North has the best uh, spears. So oh basically, God. he said, "Here we go. If um, if you took London and you split it up into the areas so North, South, East, West, and Northwest, because <laughs> I'm from Northwest, so we we're yeah, separate. you have your own thing, yeah. <laughs> but are anyway, we saying Southeast and Southwest, then or are we just saying? So south? I'm, I'm gonna get into that in <laughs> okay, a second. Cool. But basically, he was saying that if you take it. You you do two uh, you do it like this. So basically, you have um, a rap beat and a grind beat, and it's not a studio. It's just it's just rapping. You're in, you've got the mic. Yeah. Everybody's around you as well. So there's the pressure of everyone around Calm, you. Yeah, yeah. He said North North would eat anyone alive. Yeah. So 
Firstly, nice. I was going to ask what, <laughs> what your opinion is, and then basically he's trying to set it up so that they do it at the next uh, Red Bull Culture Clash where they have, which I think would be sick. That would be dope. Where That'd I don't know if it, I don't know if it'll work out because you know, I don't know if I don't think it I don't know if everyone out. itself is is loving each other like that. Everyone <laughs> in North is, you know what I mean? I don't know if, if it's going to work like that, but. Um, he he said basically you take your team five, of, yeah, yeah like a five aside yeah, 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 take yeah, your five and what you said about south and southeast southwest is interesting because I've always considered northwest as separate because yeah, I'm from northwest same. and if somebody said you're from north I'm not from Tottenham or Islington yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it takes me half an hour to, places. it takes <laughs> yeah. me too long to get there for me to say that it, I'm part of it yeah yeah um, but then if you separate northwest do you need to separate Croydon from south because Croydon's yeah, postcode is CRO. Yeah, it's technically not. Croydon's not even in London. So, like. so then it's like, wh- how do you how do you separate it? Because if you yeah. include Croydon in South, which I think you would have to, if yeah, I think to yeah you'd have to because we'd include I mean, we've always Dilford considered we've, we've always considered as Croydon well, as, as South. Yeah, yeah. so but then I think basically. you would have to throw Northwest into North. To make it um, fair then Because North becomes too small so, you no. might I don't, you know, I don't know why But so I mean, you, can, you can have another team like, you, can have, you, you can have, have five teams You have Stratton and Croydon Stratton would be South as well But this is the thing I don't know why But socially South has always just been South Yeah No one's really like, I think it's because Us it's, growing it's, up We never called it South East or South yeah. like, oh, You're in South Kind of thing But North West Did have its own Distinctive place North West Like So the other day I drove I'm from like Edgeware side And I drove to Wembley and that's about a 25 minute drive yeah, yeah so and you're going from like nw7 to nw8 or something mm. i can't remember exactly what it is whereas in croydon so that's like one number yeah. like you've gone up one in the post yeah, yeah, yeah. but in croydon apparently all like in south you can like a half hour journey you've Bro, gone from like se1 to se11 or something like that i don't know is out there out there like yeah. <laughs> it is far. exactly i went there i think last year or the year before it's far. So I think I think it's um you can't really do it by postcodes and stuff. Like I think maybe you could yeah, do separate like, areas. The postcodes like, aren't even like put in. Yeah, because Wembley, Wembley's eight. Wembley's like, like SW three is next to SW seven is next. It's, in, to SW it's meant 10. to be alphabetical order. That's what so it's meant to be. Oh, they don't actually. Yeah. They don't really work because like yeah, SC6 it's not how far you are from the center. It's so far, and and SC one is London Bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the one that's one is usually the one that's closest, closest to center, yeah, but then after that, it's just alphabetical. Okay. All right. So we'll do a separate team for Northwest. Yeah, I would Basically. say so. But I'm, South can just be South. I'm back in in this thing. If I had to pick a five, I'm back in North because I think I'm biased. Anyway, <sighs> so who's for me, five? if we go between five? North and South, yeah. So what? Uh, bear, it, I, I want to hear. You're gonna say East of it because you're close. Alright, so my five, my five for North, my five right. for North. Uh, uh, Skepta, yeah. Jamie, uh-huh. uh huh. Wretch, yeah. Um, who else was in there? Chip, Chip, Chip obviously. Uh, and I think I had Avelino at five. Yeah, these lot will get barred. They get barred. <laughs> Bear in mind they have to they have to rap on both. So yeah, rap they, they have to be they have to be good on both. They can't like for example, um a Giggs, for example, if you put him in the South team, Giggs on a grime beat. He can do it, man. He can do it. He did it on three wheel ups. Man don't care as well. Man don't care as well. But gigs on a grind beat, I reckon we'll get spun by Chip on a grind beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Beat. <laughs> Whereas Chip on a rap beat wouldn't get spun as hard. I hear that. On yeah, a, yeah, on a yeah, rap yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, I reckon that five. It's a solid could, five. I think. I think just. I think it would just. <laughs> I think it would just about take. Because for me, the South five is very, very strong as well. Who's South? Like Dave. My my Storms. five was uh, Dave Stormzy, uh, 
one of Krypton Conan. I think like just because <laughs> well, if you put them together, Fair I don't enough. know if you should have two spots or one. Like, yeah, okay, I hear that. Uh, P Money, hard, and uh, I was gonna say one of Novelist or Bonkers. Oh, one of those. Yeah, two. I said Bonkers definitely. Because I don't think gigs would would keep up yeah, on the think, on the yeah, grand side. You made it. I think you made a smart choice. So I said Bonkers. Out of those bonkers two, out of Novelist. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Because I didn't like Novelist last project at all. <laughs> we, we've chatted about it, but anyway. So I reckon the, five years in the making, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon the North Five would just about pip the South Five. That's and so I also want to say West, I don't know, like... It's AJ Tracy. <laughs> it was AJ and Big Zoo, cause, yeah. and the guy from Western, you know, pretty good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Louis. But, yeah, but Finney. like, come on, man. That's very interesting. I reckon, I feel, I reckon I feel North, like from North East, is all right. D-double-E. East has got D-Double, they've got... Um, what, we've got Kano, we've got, got Kano, Wiley, we've got, got Getz, we've got Dizzy. We've got Bizzle. If you want to go Bizzle, maybe Tinchy when he was on his A-game, if I you want. Been. We had Tinchy's Criminal when he was team. sick. Yo. <laughs> is Scorcher from North? Yeah, he's from North, yeah. Scorcher. We had Maverick as well when he was sick. You can only five, man. I'm just going through, like, the bench. Yeah, no, five. Okay, so definitely Kano, Getz... Dizzy, despite the fact that Wiley's completely erratic, I'll probably have to put him on there still. But could Wiley do it on a rap beat though? Yeah, I thought Wiley can rap on everything. 100%. Okay, wait, what's been going on with Wiley recently? Like, yeah, he's, he's been he's been bugging man. He's, he's been bugging. He was. I told you about guy. when he was he was trying to beef Drake. Well, not beef Drake, but he was getting onto him. He was getting onto Drake. Definitely getting onto him. He was saying Drake's a culture vulture. We should have spoken about that. Whether you, well, I mean, what do you think? No. Do you think I did at first, but no, so <laughs> I don't I, anymore. I think I think um, it depends how you define culture vulture because I think he is a culture vulture, but not for the reasons that everyone's saying, and not like in a bad way. Do you get me? Like, if you if you say a culture vulture is someone that just takes from someone's culture and doesn't you know pay homage or anything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. then he's, he's a, not. Yeah, then he's not what a culture vulture. Is. So then, if that's the case, then he's not that because yeah. he does pay homage uh, to everyone else. But if it's just somebody that sort of uses aspects of other peop- people's culture for their own gain, which I would say he does that. But mm. because he pays homage, it's okay. Do you well, get me? Like he, that's he's the always, fine line, isn't it? Yeah, because and like, for example, when he was on his uh, Afro-Caribbean way yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. he signed Popcorn. So you can't say, yeah, say that he's... You can't say it's only... For, as well, yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> you can't say it's only for his gain because he's shouted out the people that have influenced him yeah, and he's helped the people that have influenced yeah. him. Like, putting Dave on a, a song gave Dave a massive look right. early on so All it's like he's, he's shouting out his influences so then it's not a vulture yeah. in that sense but he is using you can't say he's not using people's this is the thing yeah so he's he not um he's not doing things to uh, from a truly altruistic standpoint where it's like he exactly. just wants to help everyone in the world which is I think Wiley's problem because he kind of makes it out like that's what yeah, he's especially when he says like, oh listen I just love the young guys and I'm trying to and he yeah, says that yeah, stuff it's like, like no you know, no you get something you out get of something it whether it is like pockets of people yeah. that didn't necessarily mess with you do mess with you a bit exactly. more or whatever or i don't know maybe it's just like some <coughs> internal credibility he gets himself from saying yeah i've helped x i've helped y i've yeah. helped z which is that's fine but in terms of being a culture vulture that would literally mean yeah you come to the uk you jump on a grind beat and then you don't shout at anyone for instance like you just say yeah 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 i'm, I'm sick of this grime stuff in it yeah bah. And then you move on to your Afro swing stuff, and it's yeah. like that would be being a culture vulture yeah. to me. But even when he did the fire mm-hmm. in the booth, and I was on a drill beat, it felt like he was kind of paying homage to drill and saying, "Oh, this is actually sick. Like, I'm, I'm gonna give it a go," mm-hmm. as opposed to 
come in and thinking, yeah, this is, I can do this. Because yeah. even when he did his show, he said, guys, I know I'm not a drill artist, I'm not a grime artist, I'm not a UK rap artist, but I love I coming love UK, here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, this is my second home kind of thing. So, <laughs> that we, we can't ignore the fact that he said that. Yeah. And I he's shown think, it I through actions well, of helping people. I think people give Drake too much credit for what he's done or is doing for the UK. Because yeah, he, like, he hasn't... <laughs> people say, <laughs> I, I heard them... I generally saw people arguing whether he's been more influential in the UK scene than Wiley. And I'm like, Wiley's one of the guys that started this whole thing. Yeah, there's silly. that. And there's also, like, we give Drake credit for, like, knowing Section Boys tunes, basically. Like, remember when that's he came That's what it in, is. Like, he knows he came things. In, he, <laughs> or he was, whose show was it? It was actually like, recently. It? No, oh, but recently. recently. Was, it wasn't Lowski, it was because he's in. Yeah, well, was, I know I know you're talking about, though. It's hard Digba. Was it Digba? I think it was. But he was there, he was rapping the verse, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's bare people that can rap Dig That's verses. He's yeah. got bare fans here. Like, why? Tracks. That's yeah, what I mean yeah, when, yeah. when I see people giving Drake credit for like knowing the words. Yeah, because that, that doesn't help. Like, that like, doesn't all, help. all that proves is he he's got Instagram and he's a and fan. He can find a it. He's, he's a fan. <laughs> yeah, basically, all it proves is he's a fan and he listens to it. But like, you're giving him credit for the stuff that all of anybody yeah, that, that everybody else to, could you know do and has done. Yeah. So I do feel obviously he's done he's done a madness in terms of from a commercial standpoint getting UK artists sort of seen out in America and stuff like that, which just equals more money for them so i guess from that standpoint you could say yeah he's definitely done a lot but even then it's debatable because the americans weren't really fucking with gigs when he was on more life and stuff like that so so how much so how much did he really do for for uh uk artists going out to america and stuff yeah and he also it's not even just like rap artists like he's been sort of putting on georgia smith georgia 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 smith um like yeah whiskey got a big look Yeah, Drake is a sound man, isn't it? Mm, Exactly that. He's a sound man, so he likes he likes music, full stop. I think, and you always see him with different things. Even what was that guy? Blockboy J, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you find? I'd never heard of Blockboy J. And apparently, he did the video. He did the video for him for free. Like the feature in the video, he did it all for free. There you go. Like. Obviously, yeah, as we said, Drake gets something out of that. Maybe he knows, uh, this is a sick song, so I know this is going to pop, and that's another single that I I can just say I've done, so I don't have to release my own stuff, maybe. Even, like, the shoot song that he did about JV, that was, like, the song was already out. That was a remix. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. It was a remix. He's been doing it for time. Versace with... Yeah, Versace with Migos. Migos, yeah. Yeah, he's been doing it for time, but... No, shout out Drake, like... I'm a big Drake fan of it, but, like... Basically, I think when people say... The problem people have is that, like, sometimes he tries to pay, paint it like it's completely altruistic and stuff, yeah. and it's like, dude, we know you're getting something out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then on the other hand, like... People don't like the accents as well at times. The thing is about mm-hmm. the accents as well. Like, I don't like when he does a Caribbean accent, mm-hmm. because it's like, <laughs> like, why? But but when he Shaky does... Mark, yeah, yeah. that stuff. When he does that stuff, I'm like, dude, now nah, stop. But um, when he does the... When people say the UK accent, that's actually how people from, like, Toronto speak. Okay, with that point, that's true. But apparently However, is that how Drake like speaks? The, that's the, the thing. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's how <laughs> Drake speaks. I don't feel like Drake I don't ever feel like spoke like that. And but I yeah, feel like he's he from like Toronto he, like that I feel like as well. Dumb like down the Toronto, Toronto side so when he in came Toronto in the game, were saying that he was like, like appropriating other parts of Toronto culture. Like, I mean, Patois, he does. He does like appropriate Scarborough. Scarborough is like a part which is. I get the one that they speak patois. Yeah, they speak a lot of patois. Then it's also they. They were. I think. Is is like a less affluent area, and he's just not from there. Yeah. But he's speaking like like someone from, from Scotland. Yeah. yeah, that's like. But it's like if you're not from Ends, and then you try and talk like, like you are from Ends. Exactly. It's like, yeah. 
okay There's yeah you're from true. london that's a good point, but yeah, yeah. you're not from here where people actually talk like that if you come from, from chelsea the and then you start idea, talking yeah, like you're from hackney it's a bit like don't do that you don't need to that's a good point that's a good point so that's that's the one thing with that whole drake it's like yeah people in toronto do that's thing. No, no, one, no one knows how he speaks now because <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like when he came in the game he he hid he the toronto very polite, side it was very nice i thought he was american for a long time he hid the toronto side because um he didn't to, to you know blow yeah, it in yeah, america to blow in it, yeah, like yeah. toronto wasn't big back yeah. then so uh, canada's big now yeah yeah man Justin I mean, for, me, for me <laughs> yeah, i think weekend, i think when you look at when you look at the um like the, the connection between sort of London and Toronto, I feel like artists here are missing a trick. Yeah, when it's they, close. It's much easier. It's so much closer in sort of cultures as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. That like going for America, like going for like New York or something like that. I feel like trying to crack into there, they're sometimes a bit Man. too ignorant. Yeah, like not to bash Americans no, or anything like that, but like, like they a lot of Americans that's facts. to them, America is the whole world. Exactly. exactly. So, so you're so outside. So try out in in like Toronto and stuff. I know there's not as much money there, but I feel like. A lot of artists here get more, <laughs> they get more, lo- more love over there than yeah, they would. I can definitely in imagine that. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah, I'm Canada yeah. 2019, everyone. Hmm? So Canada, Canada 2019. Yeah. I'm trying to go out there. Yeah. But um, it's just too cold out there. Going somewhere. Going somewhere. But now back to the chip thing quickly before we oh, wrap yeah, up yeah. The, um, the end. So what's your what's your East five? Because I was saying it comes down to North versus South. Yeah. Nah. Kano gets dizzy, definitely. Um, Is this based on current ability? Current ability. That's the thing. That's okay. That's interesting. Well because a lot of that a lot of the artists I was thinking, like for example, Scorcher, mm-hmm. he hasn't dropped like a tune in a yeah. while. Well, I mean, he just dropped one when he came out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But prior to that, obviously, he was in prison and he, he basically wasn't active. Yeah. So it's like, are we taking all time? Okay. Or right really, now? it probably should be. Probably should be active people. Okay. Even in that case, then no, you I may have to take, have take out Jamie. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, yeah. which hurts me because Jamie's like my favorite artist. Like, for yeah, real, he's my favorite UK artist, definitely. That's dope. It's between, I mean, because I always go back between him and Skepta, but it's definitely, I think it's Jamie, personally. It's mad that they both made it like big as brothers. And Judy is sick. Well. Yeah, and yeah. Judy's doing talented things family, man. Bits, yeah. Mm. Yeah, their their trick was like sticking together from the start, yeah. though, it? Like whether it was Meridian or Boy Better Know or whatever, yeah, yeah, like they're yeah. always together still on it. Mm. Um, top five okay if we're talking active people that does change things a bit because even Kano to a degree yeah. since Made in the Man yeah. he hasn't done anything on it you guys are looking, looking sticky <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking a bit washed yeah. oh, oh man like, oh. Oh. she is from East is she from East she is yeah does she count Hackney. as Dutch because she grew up there wait what <laughs> She grew up in Amsterdam. Yeah, she but she's did. from East, man. She's from Clapton. <laughs> she grew up in Amsterdam, G. Oh, yeah, you're right, then. It's a bit. Who am I saying for East, then? Because really, out here, we got Huss. Gets his... Oh, yeah, okay, we got Koji. He's out here. Mm. He can do a lot. Mm. Koji's out here doing a lot. Gets is out here doing a lot. I don't even know if I've heard Huss on a grand Where's Lilson from? Feel like North. She's from North. Oh, yeah. Ugh, yeah I'm man. not going to lie. Oh, yeah, throw yeah. in. Yeah, replace yeah, the Jamie in it. You're calm. You're calm. Yeah, man, it's looking sticky for Israel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, the thing about South is, because if you took Croydon out, yeah, like if you separated those two, I mean, then, you're, then I think you could, you could, you're fighting Croydon, basically. I reckon you could find five artists from Croydon. Yeah, easy. That would, like, do... That that would, like, you know, cause yeah, some questions. Good. Damn, who's in East right now? Where's Ocean Wisdom from? I have no idea. No idea. What about President T? It's from North as well. Yeah, no, it's from, from North. Yeah. Yo, whiff. 
No we're laughing, man. That. Yeah. True. Well, okay. Well, I, cool. I say we because I'm Northwest, so <laughs> he's Northwest. <laughs> it's a we. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm appropriating it now. <laughs> Dap, Dappy's Northwest. Mm. Uh, Scraps is Northwest. Nines is Northwest. Um, who else? Where's Youngin from? He's South. 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 Yeah, yeah, I was sure I could. You could put Youngin in South. But is he? We've in, just is got he, all is of the. Is he credit or? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We've just got all the Afro swing artists right now. Yeah, that's we what we got. Bane. We have. You could put Jay Huss in there though. Because I reckon Jay Huss, he can yeah. do. He it on could a write beat. anything. I reckon. He so can yeah. do it on a grind beat. He's done it before. Sick. Alright, cool. Mr. Him. I don't know. I forget where Mr. X from. Is he from East? I as feel well? like he's from North as well. He's definitely not from East. He's not from East. I forget where he's from. He might be from North. But yeah, this is going to be sticky one for East. Then. <laughs> if we're just saying music, then yeah, yeah. Jay Huss, Young. I mean, Bane, I'm biased, obviously. Swarms, so I'm, I'm gonna pick there. Have a North or Northwest. It's a bit like the Ronaldo Messi debate. Like, I'm a United fan, so I'm gonna pick Ronaldo. <laughs> like, but that's, there's no reason behind it. I was picking. Like. That's fair though. <laughs> this is a bit sticky for United over the weekend. Yo, listen, uh, <laughs> a bit sticky the playoffs have been man. Basketball's what I watch. Everyone from three to six just. I don't watch football the anymore. Yeah, 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 I don't watch football. That's what Tottenham is. I mean, you you guys made it at least. Nah, do you know what? Yeah, I feel like Arsenal will win the Europa. And we finished full, so they'll knock us out. No, nah, but you, no, the Europe no, just yeah. gets added in. Oh, is it? Like, yeah, yeah, just five teams. Yeah, 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 that's true. The, the, only thing that could, the only thing that could happen is if you lose like 3 0 against Everton. We have to lose like 8 0. Is it 8? No, because yeah. your, your goal difference is 4 more than Arsenal's, I think. So if you lost 3 0, it's 8. Is it only 4? I think it's 4. I was checking yesterday. But. Oh, you might. Oh, maybe. But I put my phone down. Let's stop checking. For, as soon as I was Arsenal finished. been taking L's, man. The last like every four games. Has, yeah, every team has, man. But there's been three nil, three one, three two, nah. something like that. Like, they've been taking L's. Oh, I know. It's, the goal difference is eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're comfy. Right? Unless yeah, we like unless you lose, lose by four, four and they, four yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but <laughs> their, their, their final game is away from home, so we know they're yeah, not so winning. They'll, so. they'll, they'll take the L. We'll um, probably take the L's because yeah, shambles, man. Support Liverpool this season anyway. Play Europa League playoffs. It's <laughs> embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Listen, that's what it should be. Yeah. Ole, Ole's at the wheel. Man. Oh, man. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, to be honest, that's all my questions on you, Ani. Nah. Um, I think it's been a good, good discussion. Hmm. A discussion, definitely. Yeah, touched quite a few things there. Uh, yeah. Tour life, hidden gems live tour, Wednesday the eighth until Saturday the eleventh. Make sure you're there. That's this week as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. come find me. Come find any of the gang. And we will be performing some live tunes. We're back in London on Saturday the 11th in Rich Mix, which is in Shoreditch. Easy for everyone, so no excuses. Yeah, we love that. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on, man. Nah, thank you so much. Good luck for the tour. Let's do it. Good luck for the tour. Love. So the London show is on Saturday, yeah? There, Saturday yeah, the 11th. There yeah, this Saturday. Yep. There's yeah. a link, so is if you go. Uh, the one on Saturday is through Rich Mix's own website itself. Okay. But if you just go to www hidden gems live tour.co.uk you'll find it there or follow me on instagram follow hidden gems live on instagram link yeah. in our bio and it'll be there come um okay yeah so you've been listening to 2g's in a pod thanks for listening uh we're on we're on everything we're on soundcloud 2g's in a pod podcast we're on apple podcast 2g's in a pod podcast we're on spotify 2g's in a pod podcast uh and we're on youtube this won't be on youtube but we are on youtube <laughs> <laughs> um Follow us on Instagram at 2G's in a pod. Follow us on Twitter at 2G's in a pod underscore. And uh, we're going to leave you with Hidden Gems by Lemzy featuring Tonya. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My G.
Chi Chi Wa Gan Jai.